Wide One, I am BJ Ryan, episode 117. Proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Uh, it's fantastic to be back in 1-1 HQ alongside the one and only Perth Racing Guru. Here he is. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. 117. I was thinking about that uh, earlier in the week. It equates to nearly with the length of this podcast. If anyone's noticed, it goes for... A touch longer than we'd initially anticipated. Uh, hour 22 last week, though, as Marty, Marty, one of our regular listeners, said, Marty Rivers uh, must have had a laryngitis or something. <laughs> um, but that's nearly uh, 14. It's about 13 days of um, consecutive talking, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. How much of that? Uh, do you reckon that's six and a half days each? Or do you reckon, <laughs> do you reckon I've, I've taken the lion's probably, share of that? You've probably got me covered a little bit, I would have thought. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's, been a, it's been a fun ride, mate. 117. Mm. Unreal. Um, and speaking, like, when you're looking back, like this time last year, we were heading in a bus to Bunbury for Bunbury, the first standalone Bunbury Cup, Bunbury Stakes Day. Yeah, we were. Won by uh, Paddy's Shadow that yeah. day as well, wasn't and it? Western Temple won the stakes. You and my- Kiss on All Four Cheeks won the Breeders. It was, and- you know what my greatest memory from that day is? Except if it comes to you. Remember the horse I carried on about? It was a dual meeting day and yep. I carried on all day about it. The bus ride there, you had to hear me carrying on. About one in the last at Esperance. Esperance, The yeah, whole day. Was, and I reckon I'd had a tough day at Bunbury. Crip and I had done our butts on uh, triple missile. Got yeah. beaten by Kiss on all four cheeks. Um, yeah. And, uh, I remember the horse. It I don't was know if it's racist. Tash Faithful Rotor. And it had one in its name, I think. Is that right? No? Oil. Oil, oil skin. Or oil skin. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. Oil yeah. skin. And uh, I was too busy yapping as I do. Socialising. Socialising. <laughs> and I missed the race. Yeah. Uh, I was too busy telling everyone how clever I was for backing Reliable Star in the last. Yes, I missed the last winner right. of. Uh, I missed was that the last. Probably the rails run. Yeah. yeah. Very good stuff. That's yeah. good, good racing knowledge there. Do you know what I'm looking forward to? Mm. Speaking of racing knowledge is, uh, is the little – Mastermind matchup we've got coming on later as well. A little, uh, I had a little message from because obviously Chris is always very, very keen to come back on. uh, Yeah, Chrissy Parnham um, and Jordan uh, sent us a message last Saturday saying I want to, I want to take him on. So um, while you and I have been a little bit slack in organising our little trainers versus jockeys comp, which will definitely start next week. I thought, well, this is a, a cracking little grudge match to be a bit of a prelude mm, to that one. Just so a taste got, tester. Yes. yes. Chrissy Parnham versus Jordan Turner coming up at the, the halfway mark of the card. Very good. Can't, cannot wait. A mastermind grudge match, this one. So, um, yeah, so just it's it's Bunbury Cup, Bunbury Stakes Day at Ascot. Yep. So, of course, uh, for those of you um, – who wanting to know the Bunbury Turf Club is undergoing a significant redevelopment down there. And uh, I ran into uh, the Bunbury, the BTC CEO, Alex Doble, at, uh, when we were at the Pinjar Races for the Own the Dream competition. Um, it was a few Sundays ago now, and he gave me a rundown on how everything is progressing. And um, they, they, put, they put up drone footage of, of, of the progress of the redevelopment on their Facebook site. Uh, which is really cool, and um, he was saying that they're hope, hoping for for something uh, to be, re- I guess, ready to go towards the end of this year. Mm-hmm. So um, it's all coming together. But he did say that he'd like to get us down there to do a podcast on course, 
and uh, we can go check out and he can give us a tour of the redevelopment and let us know what's going on. So he invited us down the one one to, to have a look at how things are progressing and record one Thursday morning uh, down there. So um, that's uh, something we could maybe look forward to. But last year we were on course, we drove a bus down. This year the cup and the stakes are at Ascot, a bit of a different feel. Yeah, different but, vibe, um, isn't it? But it's gonna be it's gonna be good to uh, to get back to the Bunbury Turf Club when it's all up and running again, and then they're going to be able to run a race. Is it next twelve year's? months a year? Yeah. Is it next year's cup? That the idea is it twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be back for the the next year's uh, standalone Bunbury mm-hmm. Cup, Bunbury Stakes. So yeah, it's all happening, which is uh, great for WA Racing that we've got a our first class facility being developed down in the southwest. So looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but um, what we have been doing lately is we've been. Recapping our experiences with the Own the Dream competition, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't win, as we mentioned Hard many stories <laughs> last week. But um, what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring the winners in to see what it feels like to actually get your name drawn out first. And so I thought we'd uh, reach out to Golden 60 captain, the winning team captain in Greg Brown, and just uh, have a chat to him about the concept, the initiative, and, and what they did with their uh, their $10,000 uh, winners check just to see what yearling they bought into and uh, maybe we can follow along um the own the dream and, and see what happens with this with this horse that they ended up getting involved in so maybe we should bring greg in and have a chat to him let's do it uh we've had a tremendous time terry yeah with the in the one wonders in the own the dream wa competition and let's wrap it up in a in a bow the own the dream wa 2022 let's get uh let's see what this is what it feels like to actually win, to be a winner, to win the competition, not a non-winner like like us. So let's get uh, Greg Brown on the line, the captain of the winning team, Golden Sixty. Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on, uh, mate. Congratulations, you and your team uh, got uh, got your name pulled out of uh, of the of the barrel draw there and saluted in the Own the Dream competition. Uh, can you just r- run us through uh, your f- what what the, the details of the the first prize was again? Uh, so we we won a twenty thousand dollar Magic Millions voucher. Um, oh, sorry, ten thousand to win a twenty percent share in a fourth. Yep. Um, and two years worth of training fees. Congratulations. I should probably should have started with how did it feel? How did yeah, it feel to so win? Well. <laughs> you you just doubled the prize as well. I yeah. like it. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll hit running up to the other 10 now. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I was a bit of a shock actually. I wasn't actually thinking about winning. I was, I was, I was quite happy with the, uh, with the $1,500 voucher at the end of, at the end just for participating, to be honest. I, I was more than happy with that. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a shock and, yeah, my, my teammates were, um, yeah, they were ecstatic. So, it, it'll be two of their uh, first, first horses that they're involved in. Yeah, so I was going to ask that. With the, with the team you have, so the rules are you're allowed two members uh, that have uh, owned or do own racehorses. Is anybody in your team um, current owners before this? Yeah, so uh, myself and Kelly, my partner. So, we've, we've both had shares in horses before. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I got my mum involved and uh, one of her um, yeah, long-time work friends. So they were our, our two newbies. Yeah, that, when uh, when the, your mum and, and her friend were interviewed uh, after after winning the and getting, I guess, the, the big check, the novelty check, it was tremendous stuff, and it obviously was uh, meant a lot. Um, 
How does it feel being a obviously being a racing guy? Uh, I know you've got horses with Justine Erklands, uh, Adam Durant, Todd Harvey as well. I think um, Greg's a yeah. Greg's a part owner of Wine Night and uh, Bop and Blue. So you've had a couple of winners lately, which has been good. Um, couple of nice ones, yep. Yeah, I think I think what did it, what's it like when you bring your I guess your family along for the ride? And I don't know whether they're racing people or not, but the sense I got was. Being first-time owners and that they're sort of you encourage them to get involved in the competition and and now they're they're gonna um, dip their toes in the water of racehorse ownership. What was it like bringing your, your family and friends along for the ride? Yeah, that part of it. I mean, they're they're sort of you know they're sort of uh, casual racing enthusiasts. They sort of watch the racing on TV, which is which is all sort of Eastern States racing. So um, there's just sort of a lot more lot more to get involved in here locally. So you know you can sort of. Uh, Get down to the track, your trials, um, you know, sort of um, be a lot more hands on and closer to the closer to the action here. So I think they'll enjoy that aspect of it a lot more, um, and that's the bit that I kind of you know like the most as well. So um, yeah, they're really going to enjoy you know coming down to track work with me when I take them out of bed at five thirty. So um, yeah, I think they'll I think they'll just enjoy that whole process from start to finish and. Uh, Hopefully we can we can see this filly at the races. And I think the the own the dream horses have had a bit of a bit of a uh, good run lately. That see why we are mm. one. I think that was one of the own the dream winners horses um, from a couple of seasons ago. Greg, everyone wants to know how did you spend that ten thousand dollar voucher for winning the competition? What uh, what lot uh, did you what lot did you end up with? Uh, one ninety two. So uh, we we picked her up on day two. So it's a, an awesome rock. Billy um, out of Queen of Choice, um, yeah, which is a which is a half to skipping digit, which Adam Durant trained that one, which has won a couple of times at Jero. Yes, yeah, just looking at it now on the uh, Magic Millions website. So you you're teaming up once again with Justine Erklands. Yep, Justine's going to train it. Um, we got one of the other teams. They've they've used their voucher. They've they've come on board. So um, we've got uh, yeah a couple of heavy hitting owners as well. There's a couple of clairvoyance uh, owners oh. involved. Um, I think I've got a dig deep owner as well. That, that, oh, well, here we go. Dear me. Now you my language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we've ended up with 22 owners in this horse. So, um, That's uh, big. Yeah, it's That's a, big. Exciting group of owners, hopefully. So are you the managing owner of this? Are you? Did you organise this syndicate? Is, and is there any truth to the matter that the, the great – uh, Travis Murray is one of the people that not is, TL, is, TL Murray. Yeah, oh dear, I think so. The, 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 well, the, yeah, Travis actually got this. Uh, we we pulled this filly out that he wanted to have a look at. So, um, yeah, it's um, yeah, he's uh, sort of uh, he had his uh, opinion on this one. So, and I'm uh, yeah, more than happy to trust his eyes. To be honest. <laughs> Well, I think he went three from three last week. Uh, T.L. Murray, he had three, uh, three, yeah, three he, runners for three winners. So he's a he's a tinny. Some people say arsy. He's, he's flying. Yeah, he's he's a, flying. He's an arsy bugger, and he's probably going to. What's he got? The dollar sixty favorite in the uh, in the Bunbury Stakes on uh, on Saturday. So yeah, definitely not a bad man to have. In definitely, camp. definitely a good time to have T.L. Murray in the camp. That's for sure. Hey, Greg, just quickly, mate. Like, uh, what, what do you? Th- I, I I don't think this this is not the first time that you've been involved in the own the dream. I think you might have even been involved in the very first 
or second uh, edition of the of the series. Tell us your thoughts yeah. on on the initiative, um, your experiences, um, and just yeah, how and, and I guess the experiences of your team members as well, and just the feedback you've got for anyone looking to get involved in the in next year's or um, next season's Own the Dream. Yeah, well, it's it's a no brainer to get involved in it. It's a you know even if you don't come away with one of the prizes, it's um. You definitely learn something, even even now. I, I, you know, I, I managed to sort of uh, pick up some knowledge, even um, it being my third series. Uh, it's come a long way since the first year. It was, uh, I think, Brittany had to twist our arm to get involved in it. It was, you know, half a busload um, worth of people sort of going around, and now it's sort of capped, and you know, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to actually get involved. So, um, yeah, just just you know, get a team together. Um, and it's um it's an enjoyable few events and outings. You meet a lot of people. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, I can't speak highly enough of uh, what Brennan's done with the with the competition. Yeah, very good, Greg. Also, Jerry, like we're talking about Trav Murray being a, a bit of a, uh, a lucky leprechaun at the moment. Lucky leprechaun. Greg Brown also was a past winner of Harness the Dream, the trotting equivalent oh. of Own the Dream, and he's a Group One winning. <laughs> he's a Group One winning trotting owner. Tell us more about this, Greg. What's what's happening here? What's all this about? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I sort of jagged a, a Twitter comp um, going back a few years, um, and uh, yeah, want to want to share in a, a horse called Manning um, that uh, Justin Prentice trained. Um, yeah, he uh, he won on debut, and then I think uh, five or six starts later, he, he won a he won a Group One. So uh, that was <laughs> pretty, pretty un- <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty unreal, isn't it? Jeez, is there a, is there a greyhound on the dream? Because I reckon you be. Yeah, I, I got to tick that one off next. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm on ban- I'm banned from harness and thoroughbred uh, competitions from now. So. <laughs> Uh, and he's a and he's a get out stakes winner, of course. Oh, so, well, that, that's a that's oh, top of the tree. Winners win, winners win. Hey, Greg, uh, your team, of course, was <laughs> was named Golden Sixty after the the Hong Kong champion, and um and it wasn't long after you named your team Golden Sixty that Golden Sixty si- Golden, Go- si- Golden Sixty's winning run came to an end. <laughs> I saw you and Tommy pull the phone out to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I think he lost he lost next start as well. Yeah. So I think we've uh, we've we've sucked up all his good luck now. So. <laughs> Yeah, we watched him go around it uh, up when we were up at the Yarradale yeah. Stud uh, function, and uh, he got rolled. But, um, but Greg, just quickly before we let you go, mate, can you just tell us when did you, when and how did you, did you get, did you get bitten by the racing bug? Um, oh, it was yeah, maybe ten or so years ago. Um, you know, you oh, like getting to the track and and um, you know having a punt and a, and a few beers. That's that's for sure. So. Um, and then you just start to see the big sort of ownership groups, um, you know, winning races and having a lot of fun. I, I, I saw, um, I'm pretty sure it was Gadding, um, that, that ownership group. When he won, um, when when he won the derby. Won the dub. Yeah, and that was, that was like unreal. Incredible, so, incredible, yeah. Um, you see that sort of thing and you just want to, you know, like, how do you get involved? So, and, and that's probably the hardest part of the industry when you're at that point is bridging that gap to, you know, getting involved with trainers and so forth. That's why um, sort of Own the Dream sort of uh, does that. You know, you introduce you to people and trainers and you get involved that way. So, um, yeah, just, just being those sort of scenes that, that in the mounting yard at Ascot just, you know, makes you want to get involved. 
Yeah, 100%. I remember being there that day and I had that exact same feeling. And um, yeah, getting involved in, in Own the Dream and then from there you've got other people involved and now you've got horses with different trainers and contributing to the industry as, a, as, a, as an owner and a punter, I guess, and just um, bringing people along for the ride. And I guess that's what the spirit of Own the Dream is is all about. And I guess that's what we're all about here at the 1-1 as well, Terry. So, Greg, and uh, all the all the team at Golden Sixty, congratulations! Best of luck with your awesome rock filly with Justine Erklands. We'll be good to check in with her to see her progress and when she gets a name and all that sort of stuff. So keep in touch, Greg. But um, yeah, once okay. again, once again, congratulations to you and Kelly and the family and friends. And uh, yeah, it was a very enjoyable experience getting to know you guys a little bit during the competition, Terry. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, no, very. Jesus, uh, you've caught me. You've caught me off guard, there, BJ. No, <laughs> I, you were, I was just I having, a look, was just having a look at the odds. Actually, <laughs> as we're rolling along here, I didn't even realise I was still talking to Greg. Um, no, I, uh, I, uh, I'm looking forward. I actually, said to you, BJ, I'm looking forward to to maybe taking you on next year. We'll go our own separate teams, yeah, you know, because yeah. I, I got a lot of family members. And that's probably the biggest thing for me in the comp, Greg. I've, and it sounds similar to you in getting uh, in regards to getting your mother on board. I was thinking about getting my mother involved. The only problem with that is I'd have to hang out with her five times in um, uh, five or six times in the space of a couple of months. That's I what recommend I highly recommend uh, getting her to bring a friend. That was the condition <laughs> of her joining the team. So <laughs> I could I could leave her on her own at any point. So okay, that's, that's good. Well, I've uh, I've done the form then. No, I'm uh, I'm ready to go. But, uh, no, congratulations, Greg. Uh, very uh, very worthy uh, very worthy winners. And as BJ said, I'm looking forward to. Uh, uh, to to hearing the filly's name and uh, and where she ends up and hopefully she looks as good as last year. I mean that CYR is going to be a nice horse, yeah. BJ. So hopefully yeah. there's a a trend emerges and we um yeah it's a good advertising for the comp. Yeah, I think Pennies on the Queen might have been uh, the the owners of that who came through the Own the Dream competition okay. as well. So uh, yeah, there you go. So we I don't know what we're going to do with our fifteen hundred dollar voucher just yet, Terry. Some decisions need to be made soon, but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to to our little. Wonders getting uh, getting up and running, but Greg, good on you, mate. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to have a chat with us here at the One One, and hopefully you'll find a winner of two, winner or two on the weekend. No worries, appreciate the chat. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, guys. See ya. And before we uh, move on to our, we'll, we'll get cracking on our Bunbury Stakes, Bunbury Cup Day preview. Let's just have a quick chat about last Saturday at Ascot with the two three odd feature lead ups. Derby Oaks lead-ups, we had Chicks of the Trade saluting Troy Turner, Colin Webster and the Lex Piper Stakes and constant dreaming Terry Layton. Thanks, Lucy Warwick. Um, in the Ascot 1000 Guineas, a race that has been very kind to you over the years, Guru. Yeah, I've been in a chat to Pete McCormick after the race, actually. I just needed someone to – I think the people I was sitting with, Troy and uh, – and Jimmy and uh, Troy's old man, they'd, they'd heard enough of me about constant dreaming after the race. So I just wanted to go and tell some other people how good I was. And um, Did you do the run down to Ledger? Did the, I did a fast walk. Yeah. I was driving, so I'd only had a couple of uh, mid strings. So I was probably a little bit more reserved in regards to that sense. But, um, so it wasn't Lonsdale late I, too? I reckon I enjoyed it just a bit as much, to mm. be honest with you. Um, money came more than I, I, I'd probably expected. Mm. And um, Tommy Johnston, we had him on the Betfair Edge on Friday. He gave it a real good push as well. 
Um, but no, we were pretty pretty happy with that result, and it was just it was one of those ones that from a long way out it was um, it was all over, wasn't it? And while we're while we're doing that, we both gave, but you gave it a bigger push than I did um, in race one. Twenty twenty odd dollars into six seven dollars. Another another Lucy another Lucy Warwick. So I think that's three or four Lucy Warwick twenty dollar pops plus. I've sort of backed in the last week, and they're the only winners I've had, I reckon, but. If you find a couple at a price, it, it covers all the other uh, misfortunes. Let's call them misfortunes. She's they can occur. She just horses. The horses flicks, love her at the moment. The switch yep. lately, and uh, I noticed recently she's got her trainer's license as well. Lucy, she so. does actually. Yeah. If, and if you want to hear more, yeah. how's this? I don't often give this a plug, but if you want to hear more from Lucy Warwick, we've um, we're going to chat to her for 10, 15 minutes on the Betfair Edge tomorrow. Um, so we've been chasing uh, Lucy for a few weeks to have a chat, and we've finally got uh, got her involved. So uh, obviously that'll be at three pm on six five. 7 a.m. or you can download the podcast, BJ, uh, on the SEN app. You're prepared? Yeah, no, how does that? That just came, <laughs> that just came out naturally. So I saw Brittany there last week, actually. She was um, recording her show just before uh, um, oh, just before I did. So. All the big wigs. Yeah, just, 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 studio. just rolling in and out. Miles left the uh, – this isn't actually good a story. I wish I wasn't telling it. Miles left the, um, the mic on for the – it was on for the whole – uh, office yeah. and we didn't realize that and he told me a personal story it's very very funny i'll tell you i'll tell you that one off here actually i don't know why i've started telling you that one now um, anyway before what did you think of tricks of the trade um i have an answer prepared for this actually mm-hmm. um i think tricks of the trade got the job done yeah but i believe if you put him missing or henchard basically those two took each other on from the five uh four five from the eight really from the eight yeah yeah. and 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 troy turner just was patient sat behind him and got him by half length in the end perhaps if you put henchard where tricks of the trade was or him missing where uh, tricks of the trade is i think they probably win the race i think it was just that horse won the race from that spot so very interesting to see what's 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 the next one jc roberts 1800. very interesting to see if uh tricks of the trade gets a less favorable map if the money is still as because the money came again and mm. hard i'd i mean i was uh, umming and ahhing what, what to do point? yeah umming and ahhing what to do i've ended up backing henchard and um hear me sing win only when they were for 16s and 18s 19s so pretty good i'm happy with the bet it's good punning mm. um great but punny. great punning but it'll be very interesting market-wise to see if that money comes in that same strength if tricks of the trade doesn't um get the same fairy favors with the with the barrier draw because um yeah we've i think it's yeah starting probably slightly under the odds but it's it's hard to knock a horse that's winning yeah i mean it's what's it now eight from nine or seven from eight or yep. something like that so it just yeah, just keeps getting the job done, um, and I just don't know, don't know where the other horses are going to going to come from. Oh, it's those two. They're yeah. they're, they're the two, I think. Um, the runners back in the field, you, there probably wasn't that many excuses for some of them not to hit the line a little bit better. Yeah, um, I've, I thought that I've seen, um, the, I've seen the sectionals, and I, I don't. It was almost they were entitled a, to do some of them a little bit more. Yeah, I think, was, but it was almost a staggered start race from the eight hundred. They went. Yeah, terribly slowly to the eight hundred, and then well and if if let let steel was eight lengths off the leader yep. at the eight hundred, and I think I think it was beaten seven lengths on the line, so it was almost as if that the race commenced um, with a rolling start at the eight hundred, and they were, so even a horse like he's a lucky lad who's strong and has closing speed wasn't able to to really impact the race. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think I'll be forgiving of a couple back in the field, um, and we'll just see if there's a different different tempo or different race shape come Robert's time and then into the Mel Vista. Yeah, you'll have uh, Secret Deploy will probably join the party. Uh, Alaskan, Alaskan God, God yeah. uh, is a chance of joining the party, I'd say. Um, 
Yeah, so there's a few added ones, but I think the big thing will be what does um what what gate restricts the trade draw. If you, if he draws ten of ten and has to come across and sit in the breeze, or have to ride him colder, and um yeah, it'll it'll be interesting uh, if if the money comes again. I'm just gonna keep taking him on. It's cost me a bit. I'll keep taking him on if he starts that short. Yeah, we've uh, the country cups are starting to roll in, and of course we had the Mount Barker Cup last Sunday, which was won by Chicklet, but it was really yeah. won by Clint Johnston Porter. Just yeah, that's positive, right. landed in the slot, and yeah. uh, good night, Irene. It was all over from a long, long way from home. Yeah, I backed. Uh, I bet the Larrikin was my main bet in that mm-hmm. race. Something on So War to save, but um, yeah, I, I was hoping that um, Chicklet would be out the back, So War a bit closer, and then. Was there a bit of a role reversal from yeah, the it was. And speed yeah, a few the few people who followed me in, I just said, "No, nah, Clint just beat us there." Yeah, yeah I loved it. It loved it in the one one. I just about could have turned it off at that point in time, and that would have been uh, all she wrote. So, um, yeah, good win and ran the two thousand. Well, you got to say that. Yeah, yeah, Pierce Pierce boys have done a tremendous job Certainly. with her, and actually their team is is really Flying. clicked into gear. Um, Recently, especially their young horses, I think they had three, three or four winners um, yep. last week. And Black so. Fantasy was probably a bit stiff, went out the back on a slowly run race behind Rock and Ori and, and Savage Line. So, um, yeah, but they had, what was it, Outspoken Land? It was a treble last week. Yeah, treble last Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Fear the Wind, who we both Fear like the Wind, yeah. yeah. Fear the Wind. I think well, we backed Fear the Wind first start in the race at Bunbury. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember Was that, that Melbourne yeah. Cup, mate? Yeah, more to be. Three wide, no cover. The I, entire I had a win on Fear the Win that day, but I um, on last Wednesday. But I reckon what I'd lost on it to that point, uh, I'd be buying more still, <laughs> unfortunately. Actually, funny you say that because I finally caught our horse yesterday. Oh, I was so proud of myself. Oh, I, I reckon it was just without reason. It the was great, just the great grey. It was just what would you call it? I was just. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really back up on. I don't know. I really back up on a horse. I yeah. I did my market. I really probably should have found it a bit short. Now that it won the race, it's easier. But yeah, yeah. the the big grey. He got into it. He took it into the race early. Exactly how you want the big grey ridden. And mm. um, how far far away as well. Yeah, like coming from near last for a horse that's usually known for um, uh, its ability to land sort of third, fourth, and and get into the race and get going. So um, yeah, a couple of nice midweek stayers, but yeah. good. At least one of us found it. I'm glad yeah. you did. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you did. But I, I would be miles behind with them when it comes to men without reason. I think so. Um, I'd, I'd hate to think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so very good. But uh, before we move any further forward with the podcast, Terry, just want to touch on we we uh, yeah Rob Harvey Jr. Passed away on the weekend. Just yeah, gut wrenching moment for the entire racing industry. Like I've been friends of the Harvey family for over twenty five years. Basically, lived on the same street. Great friends with with Rob's children, uh, Clint, Tanya, and, and Todd, and Rob's wife Gail, and, and family. And and yeah, it was just just a really challenging you know uh, weekend and emotionally, and and we saw that sort of roll into yesterday's Ascot meeting and mm-hmm. um, with Toddy, Toddy Harvey training a, training a double. But just want to touch on on Rob and, and these people that contribute their whole lives to, to the, the, the game that we love. Rob's dad was a trainer. Rob was a jockey, heavyweight jockey. When, and when the weight got the better of him, he turned to training. And, you know, you, you, you start and then you just slowly work your way. He worked his way up into being a very, very accomplished successful trainer from you know humble beginnings and had some you know some fantastic horses over the journey double dignity 
Noble Baroness, Carla Tiara, one of WA Guineas, Ken Tiara, always a devil. Premadol still holds a track record at Ascot, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. for either the 14 or the 1500. Later and then later, Tradesman, who was a very good horse. And then, of course, Misty Metal, the, the you know, star sprinter from, from their stable. So um, just, yeah, Robbie devoted his whole life to, to racing, really, and so did his family. Like, it's a family operation and, yeah, these tremendous you know contributors to the to the game we love so it's a really sad <clears throat> really sad event that's uh, that's unfolded so what i will say though it was great to see the racing industry really wrap their arms around todd and the mm-hmm. entire harvey family their their friends and loved ones at ascot yesterday toddy he sat up a training double uh, one in the the colors of long time Harvey Racing owners Lex and Shirley Piper, the very fam- the famous Piper colours, and then of course a couple of races later, Sam Surian carried Rob's pink and purple Maltese cross to victory. So uh, it was an emotionally charged day at Ascot yesterday, and for me it was it was more about um, the industry just just picking picking the, the family up and you know reminding them that that uh, they're not alone in this and everything that's going forward. So. That's one of the great things about the the racing industry, Terry. Like it, it's competitive. It's a results based industry, and everyone's out to to win. But um, you know, you got to look after it, look after each other, and that goes to uh, in all walks of life. So, just want to say before we finish up that life can get really challenging, and we all, you know, it's important that we all stick together. So, if you or anyone you know is struggling, there are so many services available. Including Lifeline, that's one three double one one four, and Beyond Blue, one three hundred double two four six three six. So, um, yeah, just once again, I'm going to miss Rob Harvey Junior. Spent many many hours down the stables there, listening to to Robbie talk racing and picking his brain and learning about training racehorses and just just being a fly on the wall really. And um, yeah, he's going to be tremendously missed. And uh, thoughts go out to Gail. Todd, Tanya, Clint, the rest of the Harvey family, friends and loved ones. Yeah, extremely, uh, extremely well said, BJ. It's it's funny how the racing gods seem to seem to know, don't they? Mm-hmm. In situations like that with the double yesterday, that was, uh, yeah, that was uh, incredible stuff. Just watching that, and um, yeah, even just the minimal interactions you have on Twitter and how many people are. Uh, showing their um, their love and support, and and just knowing that um, yeah, I'm sure that the Harvey family just know that with people caring and they're they're in their thoughts, it, it means a lot to them. So yeah, um, yeah, extremely well said, BJ. Yeah, and just just lastly, my my brother-in-law Sean McGrady, he he rode Medlon yep. yesterday, and uh, Rob was basically a, a father to him when he was apprentice. Sean was apprentice to to Robbie and Gail down at Ascot, and um, yeah, I know Sean's been doing it tough, and you know he's basically another. Another son, another family member. So these things have such a ripple effect. And mm. um, yeah, just uh, get around everyone and support everyone as much as possible. And um, yeah, the, the great game will just keep on keep on rolling. And hopefully, um, you know, it's going to be tough times ahead for for the for the family and and everyone involved. But um, hope, hopefully, the the results yesterday, but more the the feelings that and the um, support that the just sentiment goes, around. The sentiment yeah. around. Hopefully, yeah. that's a, something that they can carry forward into the weeks and months ahead. Yeah, hundred percent. And let's try and uh, attempt anyway, Terry, to remember Mr. Harves in the best possible light. Well, I probably I think this was his all time favorite horse, Double Dignity. Really put 
Robbie on the map as a, as a trainer and he was a he was an outstanding horse in an era full of outstanding sprinter milers and here is a one of double dignity's highlights the 1994 Bunbury Stakes courtesy of Conrad Gomez and the WA Racing Rewind page. Now they're set. The line is good. Racing and deep out Barossa Boy, one of the first to hit the ground. Darrington pushing Zabanella out of the gates very fast and Jeff Action dropped to the rear and Miller's cutting straight to the back with Brave Kite going up fast is Snack Pack in search of the front and so is the mere noted star and Orbanark is getting around the outside of them quickly trying to improve her posse. Shotty's path caught on a limb back between horses. Ledger Man, Casual Flyer, Trap Wide, Storea settling down about fifth on the fence at the 900. Then Qualup, Double Dignity in the middle and then Barossa Boy caught three off the rail they're followed by Brave Kite going up well behind them. Straight, no ice, torpedo, punt, proto boy. And back last of the 700, Jeff Action, noted star, the leader, going to the side of the course. Auburn Arcs at its girth second. On the fence, Zabanella joined by Shotty's path. And between them, Snack Pack followed after a length by Ledger Man. Storea bailed up. Then Casual Flyer coming to the 500 before the turn. Double Dignity is next. And then Qualup, Snowbound, Barossa Boy. Torpedo punt well back with Straight, no ice, Barossa Boy, proto boy. And back last of all is the... They turn Jeff Action straightening up and noted star led at the 300. Tackled by Orbanark. Orbanark had raced up and dashed straight past noted star Zabanella. Then shot his path followed further back by Qualup and Double Dignity. Brave Kite down the outside of the 150 and Orbanark still the leader. Here's Double Dignity starting to fly. Double Dignity raced up and got to Orbanark. Double Dignity hit the front. They go to the line. I reckon he might have got up. I think Double Dignity may have just tipped out Orbanark, but Rossa Boy flying on the outside in a photo for third with Qualup close up and shot his path. Ledger Man, Proto Boy. They were followed then out wide by Jeff Action, noted star. Then came at the head of the others, Storea. Uh, back behind them, Zabanella failing to run on from Snack Pack, which is well back with Brave Kite. Casual flyer and straight no ice. One of the last ones home in the Bunbury Stakes of 94. It's a photo finish. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Bunbury Cup Day, BJ Ryan and Terry Layton. We are teaming up to record episode 117 of the 1-1 Your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, just shy of 12 noon, Thursday the 3rd of March. So you'll love this guru. Pinjara scarp side today. Albany tomorrow. That's Friday. Ascot and Geraldton on Saturday. Let's keep going. Keep rolling. Esperance Cup Day Sunday and York is in action on our Labor Day public holiday this coming Monday. Jeez, I so be, where are you at with your – I'll be tiring by York. Where uh, are you at with your, with your former study? Well, I, I did uh, Ascot Wednesday on Monday. I did uh, – what's Thursday? Scarpside and Albany on Tuesday. Wednesday, I dedicate the entirety of Wednesday just to Saturday form, so I did that. Uh, this afternoon, I'll do Geraldton, and then Friday afternoon, I'll do Esperance and York. So, yeah, I told Nicola I won't see her this week, unfortunately. <laughs> so, just got to retreat to your yeah, uh, to yeah. UK. Yeah, and that's uh, that's that. So it's uh, yeah, it's an added basically an added three meetings. So it's uh, yeah, a fair bit happening, but we love it. There's a lot happening. Mm. Um, imagine if you're uh, if you're turning to. Turn to York. For a get out. For a get out. Yeah. Oh, it's very short price. That'll be occurring. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. So, um, yeah, there's a heap to look forward to from a WR Racing point of view. And, uh, yeah, you'll be set. There's plenty of opportunities to get a bet on. That is for sure and certain, Guru. Uh, and remember to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Mates Get Out Stakes. 
competition, S-T-E-A-K-S, BJ. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, we got our uh, grudge match in the uh, in the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. Chrissy Parnham, Australia's leading jockey, taking on good mate Jordan Turner. A um, couple of confident lads going into the the bout as well, BJ. Yeah. So uh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm lo- looking forward to the card, but I reckon I'm – that's that's going to be the highlight for me as this mastermind. CP versus JT. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because it's 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 just as we said in the uh, in the stay in the preamble to the show. It's just a little taste tester for yeah. the tournament. So uh, it's a canopy. Chris has already had a had a gallop on the on the main grass. He's it's already a degustation. Had, yeah, he's had a gallop on yeah. the main grass. Whereas Jordy's uh, Jordy's having his first uh, first spin, <laughs> first look at the track. So uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see how it plays out. It's yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that immensely. All right, so it's Bummy Cup Day. At Ascot this Saturday, so that's uh, the fifth of March. Uh, what are we thinking? Weather and track, Terry? Oh, I give up. I'm trying to predict a, a track pattern. Well, we got the we have the uh, the easterly uh, mm. play. Um, it's only a light breeze, but uh, it, it always well it tends to to play a part now. Play in how uh, conditions? Uh, what am I trying to say? Jesus, in how uh, races? Play, but uh, I'm expecting um, you'd probably want to be closer to the speed. It seems in recent weeks, regardless of um, where the rail is, maybe just later season, a bit of a worn track. It's just a little bit harder to make ground, I think, at times. But yeah, it's a real monitor and play when that rail has been off badly a few times, but it's also been really good um, in recent weeks. So just just monitor it and um, and and be aware um, that it can play very strong one way or the other. But I'm going to be looking for horses closer to, I think. Maximum of 33 degrees. So the warm weather continues over here in the west and the rail is out in the three-metre position. And as Terry touched on, there is some light easterlies uh, scheduled. So let's get rolling into race one. It's the City and Regional Fuels Handicap. It's an open three-odd race for the tw- over 1,200 metres. Um once again, another very thin three-year-old $80,000 race um, with um, seven acceptors. Yeah, well, yeah. are you going to have to call it seven or some well, week we can't count magic marks, can we? Oh, well. Yeah, we, we can't count magic marks. So, what do we – why aren't – yeah. Why aren't horses racing in these races? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, I look at the the market here, and your three dollars seventy Arcadia Grace, Arcadia Grace, and I think we we may differ on this opinion. I think I think I think Grace, mm. I think Grace is cooked. I think I think Arcadia Grace. Um, I don't know. She hasn't come back from those first couple. Do you know very similar to Miss America? How good was Miss America on debut? Mm. It's going to be anything. Money came as well that day on debut, and. Um, yeah, just hasn't quite found the same level. Went okay last week, Miss America, but just okay. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy to to narrow this one down to a to a horse race. I mean, Polissier was six seven dollars um, in a class three today at Pinjarra, mm-hmm. and then it was non for this, and suddenly it becomes three dollars fifty. So the bookmakers can take a bigger deduction. You know, that's why you should bet with Betfair. Outrageous! It's outrageous. Isn't a strong enough word. <laughs> I'd call it bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it looks it looks a little two horse race. Great little book of rides. I think it's only got three or four now. But uh, for for Jay Stanley mm. for the for the knife, do you reckon that can kick off? The knife, the Stanley knife. Do <laughs> you reckon that can kick off? Pierce through a few gaps. Um, yeah, I was hoping the market was the other way around. I'm still, I still think Grant Williams. I'm a bit surprised they are affording Jed all these opportunities. You've got a stable who are at a point. 
where they're moving away, as he's talked about, moving away from sort of the Bob Peters model and he's trying to uh, – they're trying to, to get new owners in and and whatnot. And I just uh, – I feel it would be a really good time to to be training more winners to promote more people to come to the yard. So it's interesting that Jet is being afforded all these opportunities, but it's a big um, – it's obviously a big uh, – Show of confidence that they have um, in Jet Stanley. So, yeah. well, you get to see a bit more of Jet than I do, mm-hmm. uh, covering the the wider, yep. wider amount of, of uh, venues than than me. What what's has Jet's uh, development been trending recently? Because uh, I, I, I've backed him a couple of times on um, horses riding later in the day, Crescent City, and he's yep. ridden it quite well. I mean, he was, but yeah, I haven't I haven't caught much of him uh, on the outer provincial circuit. Yeah, I, I, without sounding too harsh, I'd say plateaued, I think. I haven't seen a huge improvement. Fred Dagg, he should have rode to win at Mount Barker on Sunday, sort of lost control of the whip and lost control of the reins with about 100 to go and got himself in a bit of a mess. I don't want to pinpoint one ride in particular, um, but I mean, to get three or four really strong horses in the market um, as pickup rides when you've never ridden a Saturday winner and your last winner was over 70 rides ago, in mid-January, um, I think he's had 15, 16, 17 um, runners under $10 in that period. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a big leap of faith from Grant Williams and um, he he's obviously- He just got picked on one yesterday, didn't he? He did, well, he yeah. wrote, actually, yeah, he wrote a couple really nicely yeah. yesterday. Um, who was it? Well, Al Bakhturi? Yeah, for Gage. And yeah. there was another he wrote into a place yesterday as well. But uh, yeah, look, at this stage yeah, of proceedings- I, I know what you're saying. I'm not, it sounds like I'm giving him a big- a big no, but slab. It, That's it, not what I'm trying to do. It, it goes both ways. It's 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 the um, the trainers have to be cautious about uh, not extending the the three odds because they're, they're on display. The three odds, the apprentices, they're on display. Prime Saturday meeting in Perth. Everyone's yeah. watching. I think yeah. Sometimes they we we can push these junior riders along a bit bit before they're ready and then they're starting. Then they're riding four or five genuine winning chances on the day and then it, it can snowball from there if things don't go um, the way that everyone hopes they will. Yeah, so. exactly right, exactly right. So this looks a great opportunity for Jet to ride his first winner. Yeah, funny, red, funny red enough. 53, yeah. Yeah, Jet's 13, 14 winners he's ridden his career to date. The A high percentage of those, and you'd think for sort of uh, claiming apprentices, we often think, you know, use the claim, get to the front, roll along, and that's how <coughs> you sort of notch up a few wins. Um, a lot of Jets' wins have actually been on, on sit and sprint uh, type horses, which is probably a really good suggestion that he has got the right stuff because uh, they're probably a lot harder to win on, you'd think, in theory, than horses that just go to the front and roll along. But, um, look, you'd think with the claim that Red 53 will be looking for the top here, um, yeah, it's it's really nice placement. It's a really nice race for Red Fifty Three to be very hard to beat. But um, and River Rubicon's fourteen hundred back to the twelve hundred. I presume this wasn't the race that Steve Wolf would have thought he'd be going to. No, he was but when it nominated in three races, River Rubicon. When it fell away to this degree, it was probably a no-brainer. So they'll be looking for the breeze, but I think they'll be looking for the breeze on Heavenly Orders as well. So it'll be an interesting watch early. Um, how that all eventuates. I've got River Rubicon on top. Um, but they're both my price. I'm sort of two forty versus. I'm actually three dollars red fifty three, so it's actually slight overs. But um, I'll be staying out at this point in time, watching Arcadia Grace battle away. But uh, <laughs> geez, thin, thin old thin old start to the day. I, I was I was hoping the market was the other way around, yeah. um, and red fifty three would be two fifty and River Rubicon three twenty, and that's where I would have gone. But um, I wonder yeah. if the twenty seven days between runs was a programming yeah. thing or <clears throat> or what because. 
I remember when we spoke about the Magic Millions, we were just a bit concerned about that trial from or trials from Red Fifty Three. He actually went really good in the Magic yeah, Millions. Yeah, in a race pattern that didn't so it yeah. was a yeah. You got to say it was probably a superior under spinning and, and off. Was, the market was inter- interesting as well. I think it was like eight fifty, seven fifty, six fifty. So it was sort of yeah, okay. hard considering that spin the knife started the so dollar forty five. Yeah, yeah so, that is telling. Yeah, so uh, just like the way that he boxed on, but the the key to the race is the start. Yep. Red 53 holds up. It means heavenly waters, breezes, which potentially with Polizier in the race means that River Rubicon uh, might even finish, uh, might even settle fifth, six instead of, you know, mm-hmm. where he's been racing. I think he led last night and won and outside leader first up at Mount Barker. Whereas if, if heavenly waters is able to zip across and cross Red 53, then that gives River Rubicon a ch- opportunity to work forward into the breeze. And she's going to be hard to beat from there. But um, I just thought that that. Price that River Rubicon price was a bit, bit thin for me. Yeah, um, I was about that. Yeah, I was about that. It's just to be honest, I just can't see anything else going close. As yeah. I said, I think Arcadia Grace is a tired horse. Her best wins this, obviously, but that's probably three, I think, I think, three I think, or four winners in a row. I think that's where your percentage has gone. I think I've, yeah, I've got I've got Arcadia Grace in my as the as the um, big danger to River Rubicon actually. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, D Day for her. Definitely, she's been she's come through some pretty nice. some pretty sort of light on midweekers. Closing speed has been there. Oh, um, is it? Yeah, on the day, yeah. on the day, it's been there. Oh, dearie me! Yeah, I mean, she's falling against last time. Wise words. Yeah, but they needed wise words to win. But they've been they've been Cordy. they've been walkathons. But this is a seven horse field, down in weight, third up. Um, it's going to get <coughs> just got to, got to do no work early. No, I'm I've got River Rubicon on top. The price this isn't there, but my. Value runner at the moment is Arcadia Grace. So, I um, what price Arcadia Grace? I was uh, three thirty. Oh, I like that. Mm. What price you read fifty three? Uh, Four dollars. Isn't that funny? I've just given Jed a little. Not I haven't given him a knock. I didn't. I don't think I've worded that as I as I'd intended to. Um, I'm sure everyone knows what I was trying to the say. The knife, but the knife exactly mm. right. But so uh, yeah, he's come up with my price. So mm. there you go. We've got nowhere there. We've just discussed that race for eight minutes and absolutely got nowhere. So I love it. River, but yeah, but for you, River Rubicon's about your price, yeah. Going to say that's that's what we've done fourteen days consecutive of podcasting. <laughs> Why time. stop? Why stop? Yeah, look, I'm going to stay out unless River Rubicon gets to two eighty plus, and I'll have something on. Okay, all right. I think River Rubicon on top for me. Just not quite sure the two fifty, two forty, which he currently is, is is uh, is good shopping there. So we'll see how that shakes out. I want to. I think we'll find out everything we need to know about Arcadia Grace on Saturday as well. Um, if she, if she can, if she's, a, if there's a four in front of her price, um, come start time, I think I might have to be That'll compelled. Get you. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Race two is the Osmic Pest Control Handicap, eleven hundred meters, rating seventy two plus, and the uh, talking about the knife, spin the knife, all the rage. In uh, race two on the program, friend of the podcast, Luke Fernie, trainer of the very, okay. the very brave new hat, has uh, spin, oh. the, spin the knife. How brave. Um, look, spin the knife should be winning, VJ. I mm. guess the big question here is um, what – I'm not hopping into the two bucks. I've just got this sneaking, mm. this little suspicion and sneaks that um, after watching Pink Carrots get a bit fighty, it's definitely a word against Paddy Carberry on the back of some sort last week. I reckon that Google, there will, there will don't be, believe him, Google it. I reckon there will be um, some pretty uh, strong plans to sit on the outside of spin the knife and look to replicate the win over Acromantula. And 
Oh, I still think spin the knife will probably be too good, but I'm just a bit worried about that with pink carrots. And I cannot back an even money pop and get beaten my pink carrots from um, <laughs> for the way I've been going with that horse. So look, I think spin the knife will win the race, but I'm expecting aggressive tactics where they allow pink carrots to sit in the breeze, um, which Sassy Trader probably won't like the sound of because that's no. where they probably have pinged out for them to hop in the map. Um, but I think it's almost the best way to ride pink carrots, you know. Because I think he's 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 running his races in patches and he's fighting the hoop uh, too too much in the run um, to try and restrain and get a spot. He got away with it against Agent Kensington. You know why he got away with that? Because Agent Kensington isn't that good. <laughs> so that's why he got away with it. Um, and then against Acromantula, that was exactly what he wanted, a nice fast run, 1,000 metres where he wasn't restrained. So wasn't, moment, Yeah, it wasn't uh, mate, overexerting. Yeah. All I'll say is his market is bang on, so I um, – at this stage, I won't be uh, I won't be hopping in. Big money for either of them, and I'll probably play the other way. Disappointed Kiora Star hasn't gone up to mm. 1,400 metres because it is ready to win one. This yeah. is just the wrong race. Yeah. Interesting to see how well it hit the, hit the line. I don't, know, I don't know whether it was by design that it ended up last the other day. But it was meant to be 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Yeah, it was meant to be 1-1. One, one, so. But, jeez, it was a run. Um, with Pink Carrots going back last Saturday, watching that replay – Frame by frame, do you think if Paddy had his time again, he would have stayed one off? Um, because he, he had Miss Frost on his back and he opted to go and follow yeah, the leader. Yeah, $200 pop or the- It was crowned or the $7 or, pop. Uh, was the horse of Ganjimi? Is that that What up, Walks got me by 0.3 of a length, by the way. Oh, is that right? Did <laughs> yeah. they-, did, they did, did, uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah, over the line, I thought I'd got him. Some oh, sort of beat home. Yeah, yeah. So, so some sort leads- Crowned on outside, Paddy is the one-one, and I know exactly what he's thinking. He's yep. thinking, "I'll get, I'll go fence, and I'll push, I'll push out um, the Cramden out of the way." But what happened was Cramden stayed on a little bit, and some sort ran up the track a little bit as well. Cramden so went well. That was probably there. So it sort of impacted his ability to flow into the race, whereas Miss yep. Frost was able just to just to gradually improve with uninterrupted momentum. So, yep. and the, the margin wasn't that great on the line. So. Um, they just they went to their final. The hundreds would have been identical. Yeah, I'd say. yeah. Yep. So, and then if if he stays where he is and then has the run that Miss Frost enjoys, then she's got to get past Pink Carrots. So I think it's sort of head and head on the line, you know. Even though yep. I think Miss Miss Frost went really well. So, um, but yeah. So what price will you spend the night, Pink Carrots? Dollar uh, eighty five versus three eighty. So um, yeah, Brad went up two twenty two thirty this morning. I thought about it, but. Just decided no. I'm not not all that perturbed to be yeah. honest. So it's been the nice, been a good horse was this campaign. Yeah. Um, so no, at, at this stage I won't get involved, but I'll, I'll keep a keen eye on Betfair, and I'm not not afraid to back a spin the knife drift. That's a couple yeah. of spin the knife drifts this campaign. Bj, we saw like even last start it was sort of two twenty out to well three twenty three thirty. First up, first up was a dollar seventy five to two eighty. That was when Viamonte started favourite. Then it was that's a, then the, that's a go up, then, isn't it? Then the Magic Moons was a dollar forty, dollar thirty five, dollar forty five. They were the flux, and then last start the flux were two ten out to two eighty. Yep. So oh, I think with that two ten, you got to remember. I think a few tipping our services might have tipped, and when that happens, they get probably over. Yeah. And yep. then they just recorrect to some degree. Yeah. But you know, got out to three ten, three twenty late. Like, yeah, because yeah, so. I I didn't think I was going to get the opportunity to have a bet. Um. So it was a yeah a nice one. My my market mirrored. Brad's to a, to a degree. I was yep. sort of around the two thirty mark for spin the knife. What's a bet price for you? If spin the knife. Um, you, is that the way you're going? 
Yeah, on top. Yeah, I think he's just gonna gonna. I, I love the way that Holly Watson rode him the other day, where she sort of um, rock and roll. She got going from the six hundred yeah, and, and really just he, that horse. One of his weapons is he can really quicken on a bend and, and put a gap in them at that stage. So I don't know if they're they're going to be able to go with him these horses that when he when she asked him for the for the effort. So spin the yeah, I was, I was sort of two thirty five. Spin the knife was my price. Mm-hmm. Um, Four fifty pink carrots. Oh. Again, this is another race where I couldn't mark a third horse. I was knowing. Oh, wait, oh Sassy Trader, nine fifty Sassy Trader. Yeah, I'd Sassy Trader next in line. It's the improver, but yeah. from the breeze, I don't think it's getting past Spin the Knife. No. At best, the breeze. Yeah. All right, so Spin the Knife looking to uh, take on the older horses and get the truckies there. Race three. Ten old start to the day, isn't it? It is, yeah. A couple of seven horse fields, mm. which uh, we never like to see. Uh, the on-site Bunbury West Speed Platinum Handicap. Uh, one thing that hunters should be aware mm-hmm. is in the past these West Speed Platinums have been the handicaps have been zero metro wins so that's zero metro wins over their entire careers and I think I think we might have even spoken about this in the podcast but this is a good move in my opinion what they've done with these races they've made them zero metro win last year races so they've opened them up to horses that have won Metro races in the past that are West Speed Platinum eligible. So they've broadened the base of the um, nominations so they can draw on uh, obviously a, a larger pool yep. of horses. But also it just gives those those horses just another racing opportunity as well. Um, so these are gone from zero metro win to zero metro win last year races, mm-hmm. which is why horses such as, I guess, Fred Dagg is um, now eligible. Yeah, for, that's probably the most noticeable. I think he's probably the, yeah, pace, pretty, yeah, he's yeah. probably the only one. But yeah, so he's he, dropped some points, hasn't he, on he, Frederick? Yeah, I, I did a. I made some notes on that actually. Frank yeah. Dag, he has dropped. He peaked at eighty, Oof. and he now he's sixty-seven. Thirteen points plus you got the three kilos, so that's uh, nineteen points effectively. <laughs> yeah. See, last week Fred Dag wouldn't have been eligible for this race, but now he's. I think it's a good move. I think he gives these horses yep. an opportunity. <clears throat> yep. Don't mind it. Yeah. So, who wins? Uh, three, I'm happy to narrow it down to. I'm not, not jumping out of my skin to be on any of the three. Uh, it's Native Chimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think watching Native Chimes over the final uh, 100 metres behind Mankind last week, I think the rise to 1,500, I think this is its go, 14, 1,500. It was really tough late. I agree um, because time scale clearly headed. Yeah, and it uh, came back and, and, and it beat time scale, beat time 100%. Scale, yeah. So, that was um, – yeah, I didn't pick – that was very, very late in my replay doing that I picked that up. So, I like Native Chimes. See, Native Chimes' last two wins, um, she didn't lead. She breezed on one of them. That was three starts ago at the 1500 at Ascot, which beat she Pat finds Scott here. Sass, yeah. Beat Pat Scott Sass. Held, held her nicely on the line. How's that on your horse's gender? Well done. Thank you. And uh, the previous one was when Jet – Stanley uh, rode Native Chimes and it was two tearaways. One of them was Sea Wave. Um, he just parked up behind him and off you went. And um, She won that day. So I, I think sitting outside Sea Wave isn't the end of the world for her. She doesn't mind to follow a horse into the race. So yeah, well, she's sort of sat second in, uh, in that in that 1,500-meter race that she won three starts ago. I'm trying yep. to remember who led that race, but they led out a good clip, mm-hmm. which is likely what's probably going to happen again You'd with Sea Wave. So, yeah. so. Yeah, going to have field position on the big dangers. And I imagine your big dangers are Gold Merritt's Gallant Ranger. Uh, tell you, I'm happy to take on Gallant Ranger. Don't think Gallant Ranger is much good. Yeah. Um, draw nicely every favour. But um, not one that is for me. Sunsphere, I've Sunsphere, really got on yeah. top. That's, that's probably the horse I want to make the result. Um, again, 
Go back to its last uh, – I remember first up, actually, last campaign, Suns Fear went around to 1,400-meter race. I backed Tina Kutu. This was a maiden. Mm-hmm. I backed Tina Kutu to beat um, Celebrity Man was $1.40, $1.50, and I backed Tina Kutu at 30 to 1, and um, Suns Fear beat it by Breath. a quarter of a lip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bit of a heartbreaker, but um, I really liked the trial of Sunsphere. Uh, the fir- and the trial and the, the first up run both suggested that Sunsphere's learned how to jump at the gates, which is a very important attribute. So I think Sunsphere can land leaders back or three of the fence in a really nice spot. It had to lead up the rest of the field. That race it raced him first up was where Fire Sale and Native Chimes cleared out. And um, and Lucy was forced to sort of lead up the rest of the field. They all sort of headed it at about the two, but watch the last 50. It was going away from them. It was easily the most impressive final 50 of the race. And I don't think the figures will tell you that, but if you just watch it yourself, you can say, oh, hang on, this, this horse wants further like a lot of – uh, like a lot of Adams do, up to the 1,500, soft run from one. It's one at Kalgoorlie from last, up along a fence. I love when you're backing your horse from one that you know can take a gap. Some horses just don't do it well. Um, yeah, I think that's your winner. I think Sun's Fear is your mapped winner, um, but Gold Merits is going so well. Uh, it's absolutely low-flying. Its last two runs have been out of this world. Um, just the big negative for her is the fact uh, that the Eastleys in play. She's going to be last behind quite a few horses you might not want to be behind. So Chrissy Parnham, great choice of jockey, is going to need uh, to ride a gem. And that's the reason I've marked her the third of the three. So looking at prices, yeah, backing Sunsphere and or backing Sunsphere and Native Chimes, just like a Dutch type thing if, if if they last around there, I'm three forty Suns Fear and five bucks Native Chimes. I was five dollars Native Chimes, five dollars Gold Merit, so five dollars a field. <coughs> pardon me, um, seven dollars for Suns Fear. Native Chimes is my is my on top selection and um, is current value anyway. I think best available seven dollars marked five dollars. So yeah, I think Native Chimes up to the fifteen hundred. Holly Watson uh, up on top of the speed. She's going to be hard horse to catch. Yep. Oh, nice. Summarise that nice and quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Didn't have much, as much love for Sunsphere? Uh, yeah, I, I actually like Sunsphere first up. I don't know. I think I might have overweight, overplayed the 1,200 to 1,500 mm-hmm. second up. But, um, yeah, you're right. Did you jump? And hold a spot from one the other day, and and carted up the 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 field to the tearaway top leaders. Um, yeah, I just thought thought Native Chimes might be the stronger at the fifteen hundred, but yep. I'm happy to be wrong there. But that's just the way that I, I saw it. Sounds to be a big danger, but Native Chimes making its own luck. Winner from those three, anyway, yeah, pretty confident. Race number four, the Thompson Surveying Consultant Handicap over the sixteen hundred meters. Um, mm. This one isn't for me, BJ. This is a race that, um, no, nah, this one isn't for me. I reckon I'll be focusing on something, a Geraldton Maiden or something at this stage of proceedings because uh, it's a race with no leader. It's a race that's very hard to get a gauge on National Guard. I mean, it's first that run the state was huge, but it's been yep. scratched. Big chance it comes out. Zudini's been scratched again today. That's like six time, six starts in a row. That frustrates me. National Guard hoof injury when it was yeah. scratched um, a month ago. Belmont. You got Carly's Karma first time up to the mile. She's obviously flying, but is she gonna have to lead? Like, what's gonna what's gonna happen here? Uh, Crescent City couldn't do much more um, than what he has been doing. Have I got the right? Gender dirty there? rotten, um, dirty rotten downforce. Downforce. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> Crescent City's got all the right form, but yeah. what worries me for Crescent City here is 
Does it lead? If it leads, I'd, I'd want to be honest. Yeah, but if it, and a half. If, if it doesn't it, lead, the one thing Crescent City I don't think will suit it at all is a slow tempo from Barrier One with the apprentice and on. Pick picking up, up and sprint through a gap's not its go. He wants to go along properly. So yeah. if, if there's an announcement, they'll try and lead on Crescent City. The seven fifty, um, I'd be I'd be happy to uh, have something on, and Jet might get his second winner. For the day. After I've said that. For the day. Sure not, he's going he's gonna to ride three. Um, yeah, but I look, Carly's calm is probably the obvious. I, I think this race could turn into a a weird race with yeah. like a horse like Wild Fusion out in front and something unexpected. Maybe they might try and mix it up with Benji's and kick it out or something. They might try and I mix thought, it. I thought the, the wild card might be Indominus considering how well it went sort of on speed of the day. But. Yeah, that was from barrier one. I think it was, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they'll try the same thing. I think Big Cole probably setting his ways a little bit with the way he probably um, thinks about it, especially when you've had a win. I don't think they will necessarily be thinking that. But It just began so well. I know, I know Drew won yeah. the other day, but, yep. um, but in a race, a big in a race thing, devoid yeah. of speed. It's a big fella. I reckon it Can it sense. come from sort of last-ish? No, I've given it none because of where I've got it in the map. I yeah. think – the pattern wouldn't suit it. So, yeah. look, what's been happening in a lot of these slower run races, we try and find something on speed, but it ends up being that the horses on speed are unsuited to being on speed because yeah. that's not their usual pattern and they all bunch and, and they don't get past them. And all. the jockeys don't and really want to be there. Who's going to leave them? Who's just going to walk straight past me if that's what occurs? It's going to be tradable. So, I, I, I don't know, one of our, uh, I think it's uh, Mark Miller, one of our uh, listeners. He's a, uh, He's a, oh, yeah, Mark, yeah. Loves his, Friend of the show. Uh, loves his yeah. racing. Good He's, golfer. Very good golfer, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah they, they're due a bit of luck, Mark, is with uh, with Trade War. And I reckon it'll be hard to do, but I reckon just being patient in last might pay off if this turns into a mess um, and, and sort of having the last crack. But Trade War has actually jumped okay on a couple of occasions. I remember its trial, it jumped really nicely. Mm. So, and it actually breezed in its trial. So there's another possibility, BJ. That, I hate races like this. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't know. What price Carly's karma? Oh, I borrowed Brad's dad bought a price for race, to be honest. <laughs> are we going to give? Yeah, give we are that? actually. You're right. Yeah, no, just a little, um, I was read, read a pre-prepared speech here. Uh, no, Bradley, well done to Bradley last week. He um, he went up favourite to uh, Crystal Dane, which we all laughed at, and uh, and Dom to shoot in the last, and he sent me a message saying, I'm going to get a good price these two are. And I said, far better than the price you put up. And <laughs> he's gone bang, bang. So, Bradley. Bradman Manners. Take him on at our own peril. Bradman. Laughing at him at our own peril. 420 secret deploy. Everyone. Got out to 310, I think, yeah. anyway. So, it's not uh, not the worst. Anyway. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Bradman, isn't he? No, yeah, well, he read that bang on. He read that race. I think we all hopping into a back marker like that. It's um, Ascot. Um, but that crystal dane just is just unbelievable. Yeah, but we, yeah, hundred percent. But, but with the lack of speed in the race and the, and how it accelerates early, it was there to see. And again, post race, it's it's nice and easy, isn't it? I heard Darren McCall of post race just declaring Azer. Did you watch that the post race interview yesterday? No, I missed it. Oh, that was very good. I just did all the times. I did all the form. I I just obviously knew we just won. We just won today. I knew we just won, so it was yeah, it was good post racing. I thoroughly enjoyed it. He was totally owners too beforehand, so we'll give him that. But um, I'm four dollars forty. Carly's coming. Four dollars. Carly's coming on top for me. Um, yeah, five bucks trade war. Five I'm, bucks trade war. I'm five bucks Crescent City. If it leads, but I'm not really keen. I probably won't take seven fifty. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Unless I know they're going to try and lead. Yeah. Okay. Funny little race. Nightmare. Nightmare. All right. Let's take a break. Oh, it's time. It's time. Looking forward to this. This is uh, Grudge Match number two for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. 
Parnham, Turner, Turner, Parnham. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. 100%, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located up in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get the opportunity, make sure you swing past, drop in, see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Plenty happening up there at the Mundaring. Feed, flutter, froffies, family atmosphere. Get up there, support our uh, our main man Butchie there and let him know that you listen to the 1-1. One, one. He'll look after you, that's for sure. So we got a... Uh, we got a Set the scene here, Terry. I'm excited. Yeah, this is this is uh, as anticipated a matchup as uh, I can remember. Since, yeah, uh, probably since Lockie and Brittany. Yeah, head to head in our first ever mastermind. So, um, so we we haven't quite got the jockeys and trainers <laughs> tournament off the ground. Let's put our hands up there. However, yeah. we're having a little just a sneak peek of what's to come. A preview, just like a, a prelude, I suppose, into the tournament. And uh, we're going to have another grudge match on this uh, episode of the one one. And we've paired together jockeys Chris Parnham and Jordan Turner great mates as well so let's see how this one pans out Terry yeah looking forward to it and we've got uh, we got we got Chris you there yes mate mate it's uh, it's good to have you back on your first experience you obviously you've uh, you've had a race start in the past and your first experience uh it was a losing one you were a little bit shocked to go down as well weren't Lockie, you who did, who, did, Taylor? who did you run into you run into Lockie Taylor didn't you yeah yeah, I was a bit disappointed with that. But, yeah, um, yeah. Back for redemption. Yeah, back for redemption. How how are the how are the confidence levels in your side of the camp, Chris? Because I, as as I said to you before, I reckon you've got a little bit more to lose than Jordan here. Well, I probably do. Jordan sent through a message saying he's done plenty of form, so <laughs> um, I guess I'm a little I'm a little bit nervous to be honest. Let's uh, see how we go. Bragging rights in the jockey's room, that's for sure. Uh, let's welcome in Jordan Turner. His first time here at the 1-1. Jordy, thanks for taking the call and thanks for being a part of the Mastermind competition. Uh, how are the nerves? How are you feeling uh, taking on your great mate, Chris Barnum? Um, no, I'm pretty, pretty sweet. Uh, confidence levels are, I reckon, above average. Uh, I feel like probably got the edge on him so we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> i love that absolutely love that well there's uh they're, they're great racing families aren't they, they so are. there should be uh yeah there is there's a fair bit at stake here so no, i'm looking forward to this grudge match and um yeah hopefully uh we can then get a couple of other hoops involved to take on the trainers in in the coming weeks we probably will hopefully get both of you two back to yeah take yeah. uh take part yeah. in uh in that competition too so you can see this is a warm-up well, why, why don't we give geordie and Chris an opportunity to call some of their call someone out. You call reckon? someone out. Yeah, who 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 do you think would uh, would be a, a potentially good mastermind contestant? First of all, you, Chris. Um, trainer wise, jockey, jockey, wise? jockey, or trainer, uh, either, either or. Uh, I reckon my dad would be pretty good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very good. Go straight to the top. Yeah. Um, no messing around. Yeah. Or or jockey. Uh, Oh, I think um, Jason Brown would be a lot of the job. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's that's two great names, isn't it? Yeah, Elwood Barnum and Jason Brown. Uh, any, any anyone else, Geordie, that comes to mind? Oh, to be honest, um, oh, be nice to get one of the um, um, sort of top trainers at the moment. I reckon get one of them on one of Simon Miller or. 
Yeah, one of the Pierce's would yeah. be able to, would be able to get on. I reckon that'd be easy. Mitchell easy. Payton. That'd be an easy beat as well. Mitchie Payton. What about like a Ryan yeah. Hill? Ryan Hill. How would he go? How would yeah, Hill? Hill is all right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right, so you can't go too historic with Hilly. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has to be has to be racing. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, it's starting to come together. Thanks for that, fellas. We've got some names down and we'll uh, start putting that tournament together. But for today, it's another, it's our second uh Mastermind grudge match, Chris Parnham versus Geordie Turner. Let's get this show on the road. So your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you need to be the first contestant to answer three questions correctly. All right. Chris Parnham, are you ready? Yes. Jordan Turner, are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Who am I? In my unconventional 69 start career, I amassed a tick under $670,000 in prize money with my final race being in the 2020 Bunbury Cup. I had 30 different jockeys across, across my career that spanned three states and I raced at 27 different racetracks. I won a Bunbury Cup with Joey as a party in the saddle, a Kalgoorlie Cup. Chris. 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 Cougar Express. Oh, oh, that's good. That's you, early. Jordy chimed in. Did you know that one, Jordy? Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll finish it up. Bunbury Cup. Joey has a party. Kalgoorlie Cup with Aaron Mitchell and Oak Bank Cup with a uh, cup with Alfred Chan. But I'll most famously be remembered for my 4,200-metre grand national hurdle win in 2018, a race I won by 12 lengths. My name is a fast, large cat, and my second name is a synonym for quick. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you didn't come to those two, so it didn't. Chris Parnham won. Jordan Turner, zero. Shout out to my mate, uh, Jesse Byrne, who was the original trainer of Cougar Express. Took Collie. Him, took him to Collie for a maiden, thought it was a moral, and uh, <laughs> I think it ran near last. So good on you, Burnsy. Um, all right. Chris won Jordan yet to score. Next question. In the past decade, only one horse has carried more than 54 kilos to win the railway stakes. Name that horse. Lucky guy. Jordan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did Jordan just say the answer? <laughs> yeah. And then he said Jordan. Then Chris said his uh, name in the mix who, oh, oh, I'm oh, this is, yeah, what, what happened then? <laughs> yeah, what happened then? What happened then? I said lucky grey. <laughs> who, who, who's not at all? Oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, lad. This isn't what we needed. So, so, no, I said lucky grey. Who said Chris, their name, though? Lucky grey. Me. Chris said his name. So I Chris said lucky grey, and then I said my I name. Think- I oh, think we heard Lucky Gray, and then I think we heard Chris, and then I think we heard Jordan. So Jordan's got the answer right first, but he hasn't said his name, and then Chris has said his name. name. So I don't know what you want to do here, BJ. I'm leaving this up to you. Oh, this is uh, this is not good. So let's see if <laughs> see let's see if we followed pro- who followed protocol here. Well, Chris followed protocol, but Jordan did get there. If he just said his name <laughs> first, he would have won. So I think. For me, Jordan's got it, but he's, I don't know, whatever you want. Or Perth Stewards. And it's it's, Deary, it's interesting that it's a lucky great <laughs> question. <laughs> That's very good, actually. I don't know. I reckon we're going to have to call that a draw. A draw. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll wipe that question. But, yeah. but all right. So, Chris. Yeah, I reckon wipe it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, was, that was Jordan, wasn't it? Okay. One, Chris, Jordan, still yet to score. Okay. The Karakata Plate was won by Troy Turner in 2021. 
Jordan Turner in Jordan. 2000. Oh, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's, right. what's your answer, Jordy? Um, Jared Nopkin. Oh. Okay. Chris, this is for you. Uh, the character plate was won by Troy Turner in 2021, Jordan Turner in 2020, Jared Noski in 2019. Uh-huh. Which hoop won the race in 2018? Uh, Aaron Mitchell. Uh, oh, oh, Jordy was on the right path. I feel you, Jordy. We oh, were, yeah. we were going to make the question uh, who was the hoop the winner the year before, but uh, I feel like there's too many dick questions uh, as it is. So <laughs> you, were, you were stiff there. That's very yeah. stiff. <laughs> Here we go. I'll tell you what, I know Jordan's 2 0 down, but I, I, I reckon he's. Uh, I've got, him, on, as, I've got him as the early favourite for the comp. So for yeah. the tournament, I've got him as early. Yeah, I'm going to mark him as the early favourite for the comp. Bit of, bit of a prep run here. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Uh, okay, next question. Sorry. Name the person who rode the 2002 Bunbury Cup winner, and then later Chris. trained Chris. Yeah, Nelson. Oh, Jesus. Right. So I announced favoritism. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, wouldn't have thought. Just put Geordie straight back in a pocket. So uh, the the full question was: name the person to ride who rode the 2002 Bunbury Cup winner, and then later trained the 2013 Bunbury Cup winner. That of course was Jeff Noski. He won on Exit Lane back in 2002, and then he trained. Uh, destroy for J- and Jared Noski wrote in 2013. That was a tremendous get. And Chris Parnham, you are our mastermind. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Dude, yeah, he's three, three, three nil. Is there going to be a few texts flying around after this? <laughs> well, I just want to clarify something with the lucky grey question. Mm-hmm. I was actually the one that said lucky grey, so I think Jordan's telling a few things. Oh. Oh, oh, right. No, it was too lucky, guys. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? Ah, <laughs> oh, very, well, very. We have to go back to the tape. We are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, very tight. But yeah. regardless, regardless, Chris uh, <laughs> is uh, with the experience under his under his belt, mm. held his nerve, and he got the result. That $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. Chris Barney, you might have to take Geordie up there and shout him a feed up there at the Mundaring. But I reckon Geordie... I reckon Jordy's going to be better for the run. Yeah, 100%. Well, Chris Chris went down. Uh, what, what did you lose to Lockie? Was it 3-0, 3-1, first three, up? 3-1, I think it was. 3-1, but I think Lockie did a bit of cheating throughout the – Yeah, he's – He's losing. Johnny. That's brilliant. No, there was a, there was a, um, a Magnificio question and he took about 30 seconds to answer it, and I think he – it's good to see you're not holding on to it as well. So. Salty, salty. I, love it. I, I was thinking about doing the same thing, but I didn't want to cheat, so um, <laughs> good on it anyway. That's great. What a humble champion, Chris Parnham. And um, Jordan, mate, thank you once again for uh, for jumping on. I, I suspect come tournament time, He's gonna he's gonna 100%. time his run to perfection. So looking forward to getting some of those names that they mentioned involved. Hopefully in yep. the in the tournament uh, in the weeks to come, uh, big prize on offer and especially bragging rights among the well, that's among the hoops yeah, and the uh, and the trainers. So um, I got one last question for you guys, Jordy and Chris. Yeah. Yep. Who was the best valet? Freddie oh. Kersley, Aaron Mitchell, Jordan Turner, Chris Parnham. Um, Definitely not Fred. <laughs> <laughs> no, Aaron. Aaron is the best. Was yeah, it? I probably prefer that. Um, yeah, Aaron. He he was pretty 
pretty good at what he did. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Congratulations again, Chris. Thanks, fellas, and uh, best of luck. There's a busy, busy few days coming up for you guys with heaps of racing coming forward and uh, hopefully a few winners uh, among there as well. So congratulations, guys, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Gee, that was a bit of humour, Guru. That was, yeah, that was very good. Jordy's a bit of a character, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. I love a conf- couple of confident lads as well. So who did you think said? Um, I had no idea. I, I, the, their voices were kind of coming they were, through very yeah, they, at a similar tone. Yeah, they're so. very, very similar voices. So I was, a bit, I was a bit all over the shop there. So I'm glad that we were able to settle it and peacefully and uh, – yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris will be hard to beat at the comp, though, won't he? He got the he got the Courier Express. I thought somebody would get that when I said Kalgoorlie Cup. Aaron Mitchell. Uh, he got the Courier Express question very quickly, but the, the Jeff Noski one yeah. because you hadn't even mentioned the the ridden aspect. It was more trained into. He knew who trained the two thousand and three. Good recall. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Bunbury Cup winner. So yeah, that's. Uh, whew, tell it's you dynamite. What, yeah, that is dynamite. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Looking talent, forward, looking forward to this comp. Lucky uh, first up. Well, apparently, he's a bit of a fudger. <laughs> lucky Taylor. He's uh, he's a little bit of uh, took thirty seconds. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> that was a great who am I? Cougar Express. What a yeah. good horse. <laughs> I didn't mind that one. Dead yeah, set. I, I didn't mind that one. But uh, that's uh, if that's what we've got to look forward to in the uh, jockey oh. and trainer tournament. Um, yeah, can't wait. So mm. uh, bring it on. But uh, once again, uh, thanks. For to the Mundaring Hotel. It's the Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind, $100 gift voucher, always up for grabs. And uh, this week, it's gone to Chris Parnham. Race five is the MGIB Supremacy Stakes listed feature for the two-year-olds over the 1,000 metres. Simon A. Miller, last 11 runnings, he's won six. We would have... um we would have learnt about that in the quiz if there was any more than three questions. Geordie <laughs> was able to extend the uh, the length of the quiz. Yeah, no, he's had an absolute um, uh, monopoly over this race, and it's been a pretty quiet season with the two year olds. It's really been well, it was about Dion early, and it's always it's all been about LK in recent times. Yeah, but um, yeah. what 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 are we seeing here? What's uh, what are we seeing here with Amelia's jewel? First of all. First of all, just just we pick on Brad with some some cooked prices here and there, and they're usually not that bad. I just like picking on Brad. Um, <laughs> they've gone up eleven dollars on um, for Amelia's Jewel, who's currently what's it two dollars fifty a minute? Who is they? They are Green Tab, New South Wales, the the corporate over east. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, don't know if anyone's managed to snare that price. Well, I do know that. Uh, Toby Dunn, someone in the Toby Dunn family might have uh, been uh, quick enough to snare the $11, I believe. But, uh, yeah, that's that's wild, wild stuff. They clearly didn't realise that the replays were working. They were just, uh, <laughs> just guessed. <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie. Mate. I, I price this race very loosely. It's always very difficult to price a couple of first so, starters. Yeah. So, so does, it, does, it look like, does it look like Simon A is going to win seven from 12? Sort oh, of, mate. I, seems I, that way. This is, to me, this is under the odds but it could start a lot shorter yeah. as well that's the thing i um so, yes. this isn't a this isn't a filly that has shown any gate speed so from the awkwardish alley they're gonna have to ride on debut in a listed race they're probably gonna have to ride her quietly i think uh, i i don't know i just i think she's a risk we've there's been a lot of trialers that have not gone anywhere near as well as their trial this trial was different though this was different there was something 
very good about this one, but I'm I'm definitely not going near at the two sixty BJ. That's a uh, that's a risk. Probably jumps to ninety, but I didn't know what horse what horses were. I just fired up the the trial replay, mm-hmm. and oh, that's right because Steve Wolf had a had a horse trialing in the race, Warley Diamond, and so I was, and then this horse just went like a rocket, and mm-hmm. I'm like, hang on, what what was that? And that was Amelia's jewel. Um, jumped better in the second trial, was fourth, fifth in running, um, peeled, and when Patty Carberry asked this filly for an effort, she just went whoosh. Um, defeated Mac Mac by 1.6 lengths. I think there was seven or eight lengths back to third. I think it's a pretty thin old – that was a thin old field. Yeah. Um, Mac Mac hasn't shown much in all of its other trials. I did, had a quick look and it was the slowest trial of the day. But, again, sometimes aesthetics um, mean a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think did – no, that's – I'm just trying to see whether there was another horse that trialed on the day. But you're right, but it was just – it was just like the other, of, uh, the other one of Miller's that was nommed. That was right. give me another reason or something. It was just just a whoosh factor, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> it was a whoosh factor. I reckon we've been sucked into the whoosh factor with a few trials, and I don't think many of them are winning. That's all I'm going to say. I'm I'm wary. I'm wary, but um, this was the the pick of the trials. That yeah, I've, I've I've seen. I think I've, I've sort of got a three wide line. <laughs> three wide. There might, three not wide. Be a, there might not be a three wide line. I don't know. There might be, but. Don't know. It's just a risk. You're going to have to take a affiliate that's going to sit in a list race on debut. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I reckon if you're I was two, backing. I was 260. I was 350 knowing that I was long. That's why no, it's funny knowing you're long and you hear someone goes up 11 when you're knowing you're as, mm. like your price is never going to be anywhere near what it is. So um, I, I'm happy to – I'm going to stick with LK here. Race experience, costume party. I think Amelia's Jewel might end up being a better racehorse. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the race experience. Uh, I love what costume party's been doing as well. One beat nothing on debut. It was a nothing win. Then ran – you didn't, lo- you didn't love one bit of what Costume Party has been doing. I remember I mentioned Costume Party as a w- as a winner. And yeah, that doesn't count. That it doesn't, doesn't count. count. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> Have a look at the three horses that beat it. That have beat home. I actually haven't looked at that. Doesn't count. Well, no, not even not even acknowledging that race. Nah, it's a that was a fake race. That was a, that was at midweeker. <laughs> Deary me, smile a lot. Ran second. I don't no, think that was the uh, that was race. the that was a that was a, Four horse field. a late programming. Uh, amendment. Yeah, they put this race oh. on, especially for costume. The, the crowds, the crowds would have rushed in to watch that one. Little, uh, that was a little present for LK Fernie and Kim, Kimmy Doke, I think. But yeah. um, the third and the second behind uh, was it Rev it up, Rev it up, and uh, she's a belter. Well, the the two behind Rev it up, yes, two um, they were both unlucky super runs. I just super impressive, loved it, and then got caught wide. Chrissy Parnham sort of had to push around them to go to the front. That wasn't the plan to go to the front. Um, oh, it isn't Kim Doak. Sorry, I've got the wrong. Oh, no, no, I, yeah, it was, I think it's. I just saw I the colours. Sorry, it might be Kim's partner. Yeah, okay, yeah. and um, and yeah, she's uh, she's ended up leading at a dollar eighty five and getting grabbed. That form now looks a little bit better. Looks she's decent. a yeah. she's a belter, uh, you know, and she's a belter's going around. No, Everest. No, we'll keep talking, that. and I'll uh, Google. Okay, keep talking. Jeez, I'm not good at that. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to go with the race experience, like the trial of Sentimental Bell as well. Yeah, um, maybe a bit sad watching that trial, watching Pikey push through a gap. You know, I miss him. I mm. BJ. Um, but yeah, cracking, cracking little race. I'm, I'm hoping that the Amelia Jewel, uh, Amelia's Jewel money comes in floods. Um, and, and I see something $5 plus for Luke's, and I'm, I'm happy to have a little bet, but I'm not going to go over the top here. I'm aware I could be betting against a, a very, very smart one. 
BJ. Yeah, that's true. I'd costume party second, clear second favourite. I was 550 though, costume party with 260 millers jewel. Uh, one horse that's come up over my price is mm. Cosmopolitan Girl. Um, I thought it was weak as piss last uh, Did you? BJ, I thought yeah. it was. Well, I. Well, I, I was meant to be backing, and I thought it would drift, and it started near favourite against a couple of smart ones, Man Crush Street Parade. Was only, um, was only beaten a length. Yeah, but, geez, peeled out, had the gap, boom, and just didn't yeah, didn't show much. That that might be a pretty strong little race. Yeah, there. I think that's what I'm sort of – didn't Saint, Santoria ran second in that race? And how are they going to ride it? Because you know the, the stable mate, Fiorucci Mama, will be ridden to, to try and lead. Yeah. Um, if it crosses and finds a fence, I don't think it will cross Potcher, but if it crosses and finds a fence, it's not impossible yeah. with the Eastley at Ascot over the thousand. It's a really nice little jump and runner. And yeah. It's, got, be, it's got, a bit of, got a bit of ticker. Yeah, it, yeah. it could be one that's completely forgotten about in the market. Yeah. Um, Mama. I just, saw, uh, I just saw SP last start against Man Crush and Santoria. Torio and Hang Glider was $4 for Cosmopolitan Girl. I marked her $10, but all I'm saying is that her current price, you can get 17 16 sort of thing at the moment. So I got her 35 Yeah. I'm just giving her a number. That's what I do when I back yeah. one and they lose. Yeah. I, I sook and I overprice them at the start because <laughs> it's not my fault. It was just more of an so. observation than anything. But, um, but they yeah. might be more aggressive because I think her best race is when she led and she pinged the Lizzie. I just thought that, that I don't want to completely ignore that, how strong that Magic Millions performance was yep. considering the work that she did and the toughness. That, that might have just taken a bit of the edge off her for that follow-up run as well. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, for beating the length as a $4 pop, I don't think she should be necessarily a $17, $16 pop in this Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. All right, so costume party, the value for Terry. And we'll just see what this, uh, what Patrick Carberry, the very much informed Patrick Carberry can produce aboard the uh, the current fave, Amelia's Jewel on debut. So. Fascinated, not just to watch the race, but to watch the betting in the last 20 yep. minutes of this. Uh, if, if the money comes as hard as expected and what she does and yeah. It'll be fascinating. I'd be. I'm going to be holding off with costume party if if it's um, if the money does it come. Just expected. feels like it could be a bit of a Miller. Yeah. Miller, well, Miller it also Avalanche. feels like sentimental bells. What eight, nine, ten dollars or something? It, yep. it, there's got to be some. That's a pretty potent little combo. Um, interesting sentimental bell, right? Mm-hmm. So in the, it says that this horse was bred by Grant and Alana Williams. Mm-hmm. So sentimental bell. Just for the breeding bus out there, is out of Sentimental Star, um, who was obviously a, a Peter's horse, and I'm pretty sure that's you know it's that's the same family as uh, Galaxy Star and um, and lots of lots of very good stakes winners from from Peter's, but Galaxy Star being the the best one. So it looks as though Sentimental Bell was purchased as a broodmare. Mm-hmm. Um, from from Bob, um, it looks like Grant and Alana got hold of the broodmare, put her to Nakoni, and then the subsequent offspring is uh, Sentimental Bell. So, but when you look at the breeding, you would just imagine that it's got to be Sir 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 but yeah, it's it's interesting. This this was this mare Sentimental Star was sold at a sale, and it looks like it was snapped up by Grant and Alana. They put it to Nakoni, and here we go. This two-year-old filly Sentimental Bell on debut in the Supremacy, and. Um, very rare that that type of breed get to a two-year-old race in mm. March as well. So interesting viewing. Yeah, it certainly is. A good, really fascinating little race to watch and betting duel early as well because and what will the money do with Sentimental Bell? It, yeah. it could be uh, extremely well supported as well. So I'm yeah looking forward to every aspect of that without getting overly involved. Fair enough. So just touching on she's a belter, all I can find is that she has been nommed in advance for the Group 1 
size produce stakes at Randwick on April 2, as well as the Group 2 Percy Sykes stakes at Randwick on April 9. So their future good. nominations there. So that's all that's in the system at the moment for She's a Belter. But we'll keep our listeners up to date. I like it. Race number six, the William Barrett and Sons Vase over the 1,200 metres. Uh, it's been re-handicapped to a 59 plus. That's what we like to see as Yemen Lasso. And this isn't that perfect. Yemen. Bang on, Yemen. Um, interesting little speed map early here, BJ. Did you have Champagne Dame kicking up and leading? Yeah, a little bit sloppy away, last trial and in the Magic Millions. Musters, uh, though, doesn't she? Yeah, any know. chance she can be crossed early by a pinger? Perhaps, perhaps. But I just out, of, if hope, they out want, of hope. If they want to lead on Champagne Dame, then... Joey as a party is one of the one of the riders who who can really stoke them up earlier yeah. to and he'll he'll fight for the lead if he if that's what he's determined to do. So I had Champagne leading holding a uh, Champagne Dame holding out Yemen Lust for the lead. Yeah, that's that's how I had it as well. Um, I'm gonna hold some hope. I think we'll be pretty aggressive with Yemen Lust, so we, we won't be um uh, oh, I wouldn't imagine the thought process will be just be content in the breeze if uh, if the rail becomes an option. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens early there. But uh, how's the Cerrone from the widest gate with Holly Watson going on? You'd you'd expect they'd be going to be pretty aggressive. So um, I don't know. It could be a three three deep the trip. How's the Cerrone? You yeah, think? Well, was, unless you can last spot. It was how how big last start, and that that form only looks better with the way that Secrets um, deploy and Crystal uh, Dane went at their subsequent outings. But um, if you watch the trial as well, it smashed Tradermin and Son of Bacchus, who have come out and won, and, and Son of Bacchus run a place in a in a listed race. So it, it's yeah, everything points to how Serenity has come back a bigger, stronger horse. I basically said after its last run, no matter where it goes next, it just wins. But yeah, um, yeah task has definitely been set here because you're a big chance of um, punching the three deep train. Um, though, though she has got real good gate speed. Yeah, so who knows? I, I, I think, can't I imagine think, they're going to hand up in Yemen though. I think Paddy could have um, kept. Kept pressing forward with well, how they, they made so an announcement they were going to ride it cold. That right. was that was the whole problem, and it was. On a day where you, you didn't want to be back there, it was it was wild stuff. There was a perfect spot in the map to sit outside of Crystal Dane, but the the, the idea of restraint, like, yeah, I don't know. There still seems to be a, sometimes a real fear in going forward or leading or, or putting your, your horse in a prominent position a lot of the time. And it's I think so sometimes first up. Yeah, that's what Simon first, did. First up that, connections are um, less likely to they – don't, they don't want to burn them um, and impact the rest of their preparation. But, yeah. There, there was a position there for Houses Serenity. But I'm talking out of my pocket. It was, it was, it was just the way that she just kept coming, um, despite three wide no cover working. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ran one ten. Even four. holding off secret deploy was really impressive, mm-hmm. considering that she she was entitled to um, wilt more than she did. Wilt. Yeah. So Houses Serenity almost would be better off with the Evan Lass crossing. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's unless I'd imagine if Yemen last crosses that Champagne Dan will probably look to pop straight oh, out to yeah. the breeze. So, uh, yeah, funny old map. I I actually think Houses Serenity is good enough to sit three deep and win. But uh, well, at three seventy, that's I marked a I marked a high twos, but I I'm denied with this market. I had Houses Serenity in real danger and equal price at the start. I, I didn't really know because I 
the the jury is out on real danger, but I tell you what, a a bob a bob horse on the minimum in a sixty plus uh, from a good gate, uh, it, it ticks every single box that this is the horse that gets it soft and, and sort of spurts through the gap at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and it's got really good gate speed as well. So she'll be uh, with the back of Champagne Dame, uh, I presume. Who's in? Uh, gate one is Champagne Dame, so yeah, she should be on the back of Champagne Dame. Um, yeah, if the gaps appear, she'll make her presence felt. But say, uh, I think the winner comes from those two. Mm-hmm. But how's Serenity is likely to get a tough run in transit and um, real danger. We still don't know exactly how uh, how good she is. We're still learning that. So I don't know, BJ. It's a toughie. What's how's Serenity three seventy? Okay. 370. Um, one horse who I thought, obviously, Yemen you, you touched on uh-huh. Real Danger as the um, sort of the interesting runner. Had no luck first up in, in that spin the knife race, was sort of three or three or four white no cover, sort of got speared. It was a bit of a. Remember how I said they should have gone to the breeze? Yeah. Again, it was easily, they would have walked to the mm-hmm. breeze. Absolutely had the breeze of their own, but just desperate not to go forward. So at Ascot gets them Terry, Terry outlined all the reasons why you'd want to be on real danger, and I understand that. The only other horse I'd like to mention, I'm with Terry. I think they're the, they're the obvious two. How's uh, this in real danger? Is our old fa- our old favourite Magic Mike Santich. I reckon I backed that last. I reckon Denim Pack Denim Pack is ready to win in his next. Two starts. Yeah. So I reckon what they'll if because it's been missing kicks badly. Yeah. I think if they jump, they could be a little bit of a menace on speed as well. Um, I thought we might see a bit better actually, but we probably will. Oh, you will. Top. Well, last start I said I, I backed it because I think I got a hundred to one or something. Yeah, something wild about Denim Pack. Missed the kick by a million and the sweeper hit the line great. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just I mean you forget the straight race. Always ride off a straight race when they fail. It doesn't matter. In the trial before that, it obviously was. Fairly impressive after an injury layoff, so don't mind that, BJ. If you're looking for something a little bit wild, you're not sure if real dangers come back. Denim Pack, who knows, could land on the back of Houses Serenity in a three-wide line. And, um, geez, it's been a – when was the last time we teamed up with Mike? With Mike, it's been a while. Mike's been – yeah. I think the last time Denim Pack won, I'm pretty sure it got me in a photo late. I just remember it just coming down the outside. Might have even been Lacta. Hold on, let's have a look here. I think Lacta's been on for most of Denim's pack. Denim packs. Yeah, it was Lacta Ramoli. I was on a horse called On Red Alert. Oh, yeah. It was midweek, Ascot, the 14th of October, 2020. Yeah. So, On Red Alert, yeah. You can forgive s- but not forget. Swooped over the top of uh, On Red Alert. So, but yeah, don't uh, don't forget about Denim Pack at a big price. Mind that. On the bet for For those going a little bit water in their quadrellas, throw that in. I don't mind that. Yeah. All right. Tell you what, one leg I won't be going wide in my quadrilla BJ is the uh, race seven, the Tab Touch Bunbury Stakes uh, over the 1,400 metres. Um, first of all, actually, first of all, a few little like pots about oh, all these people saying clairvoyance is, is blah, blah, blah. There's like a lot of that going on. Oh, this has made them eat their words. Well, I like because I was one of those people that just took her on the first couple of starts. I think we got it bang on. We, we, we said, no, this, this isn't a super race. I want to take her on at the price. We're taking her on at even money. So now she's turned around and found some form. Good on her. Just annoyed me. Just like, oh, that behavior. Yeah. 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 Did I, you watch, I, I, get, I get annoyed easily, though, but BJ. Did you, but you know what it's like. Did you watch the last dance? Uh, I did watch the last dance. You remember that's how a, Michael, Michael Jordan just I'm reading came. a Michael Jordan book at the moment. It's you called were, Jump. Really? Yeah, it's about the yeah, – anyway, that's a story for later. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, Michael Jordan would, would take anything as an insult to use as inspiration yeah. to. Uh, so I think sometimes in the horse racing game, we like to have our backs against the wall. So we take any anything that we possibly can and it's just fuel to the fire. And obviously that is contribute to uh, clairvoyance against the world. And uh, now everyone's sort of like, well, we told you so. so. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really. Well, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, that was that was something. Vij, I'll tell you what, she, uh, if there was an early market, I don't know what Darren's plan is, but you've got to think uh, manage smartly, get in the railway with somewhere near the, the bottom. But she's, um, yeah, I just think she'll get better with distance. That win, she went like seven lengths quicker to bench to the turn and um, she ran a quicker last two. She was like the seventh quickest in the race, but she ran a quicker last two than coming around, who had the cover and coming along. I thought that's... Oh, that's scary, I reckon. So the fact that there's no other speed in this, I think with Caracapo um, drawing directly outside of Clairvoyance, they're a pretty smart yard. I think they'll look to just tag Clairvoyance. So the breeze will ideally get on her back, which could help them run a place. Um, I think that'll be the thought process. But, um, yeah, look, BJ, I am uh, – yeah, I think we're going to see a little galloping exhibition from, from Clairvoyance here. She, really? Yeah. No. Are, you, are you Are you? Are we taking her on? I'm not taking her Ooh. on. However, oh, I will be back. In, I will noise? be back in the spruker. Well, because got the draw, got the three and a half kilo swing uh, out of the Pinjara Classic, fourteen hundred meters, and his run was enormous, absolutely enormous. Uh, watch the replay. Look at the sectionals. Unbelievable. I didn't think the spruker had that kind of closing speed in him, and he surprised. Remember that win. Um, when he beat Chantal? Yeah. 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 Some yeah. of those wins, I, I didn't think that was his style. Of, yeah. Um, yeah, his style. So he's he's got a few different uh, strings. Yeah. Bow. Yeah. So he basically came from last and was in a photo for, I don't know, third or fourth or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, went, gave some really smart horses windburn in the straight. So I think clairvoyance is there was just machine light the other day and she's going to get – She's got to find the top and roll again. I think there's only one horse who can stretch her, and that's the Spruker. And uh, I'll be having something on him. That leads to my suggested bet for the race. So I'm going to be a boring Barry here. I don't know who's. <laughs> I don't have really the, the capabilities to, to get on myself. But I did a place market for this race. Okay. And I marked the Spruker a dollar eighty yeah. for a place, which for me is second or third. I'm a dollar fifty five clairvoyance. Um, and I think they're around the agencies. You can get some 270. I just think because there's horses that are in this market, BJ, talking hot Z at 13, that'll drift. Caracapo at 15. Caracapo will jump 50. Yeah. Um, Spruker. Gemma's son, 15 off a little setback and a blah, blah, blah. Gemma's son will jump. Is Resort Man short? 35. Resort Man will jump double that price at least. Son of Bacchus uh, will wobble a little bit from the 13, 14s, which means all the place prices have to wobble. The Spruker won't wobble from from that price. So if, if you're looking for a bet here, and if this was a win bet, I'd probably get a lot more excited. So this is – I reckon it's just about your best bet of the day almost. The Spruker, we'll two. The Spruker to run a place. is a 270 around at the yeah, time of recording. Yeah. Um, I'll just confirm that so I'm not telling porkies. Uh, what do we got? Across the board, 250, 270, 280, 270. Yeah, there's plenty of 270 uh, and 280 available across the board. Bet365 customers, $3.10. Fake odds, you don't count. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't uh, – <laughs> so It's not fake news, it's fake odds. Yeah, just yelling at my screen. <laughs> um, yeah, so my, my bet for the race would be the Spruker to run a place. Okay, very good. And just a boring place bet at $2. Boring Barry. Yep, boring Barry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think most of the 
public racing public will be united in their the fact that clairvoyance is the standout and the market suggests and terry what did you say you had a 155 i had a 155 yeah, yeah. basically with clairvoyance now it's if you if i can map it to find the rail after what i saw last start like that's pretty wild Right. And Ascot should suit her more than Pinjari, I think, to some degree. Yeah. Do you remember Chris Nation when he came on the podcast and he said clairvoyance won't get around the yeah, corner? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon Darren McCall has probably filed that one away as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think three and a half kilo turnaround, gate three, Sean McGrady, I think he drew jump from 14 to 15 yep. the other day. He's going to be stalking. Clairvoyance is super duper fast and she's going to put a gap on him. The Spruik is going to emerge from the pack and have a crack. Whether he's good enough or not is remains to be seen, but Terry might be on. I think Terry's on the right path there with that. No, I think you're on the right but, path yeah. as well. Like even you're talking 11s and 270 each way. You can make a profit backing her, uh, him each way, the Spruiker. I'm, yeah. I'm $8 Spruiker. I was so. $7 Spruiker. Yeah. 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 No, I, I really don't mind that as an each way. Um, that's a nice each way bet. You're back mm. in, you don't often get to back really good horses at each way prices do you so yeah. it's a nice feeling so no nah, i like it there we're in semi-alignment oh yeah and, yeah and trav murray we've already given him a wrap yeah. on the show already he's, that's he's, enough trav murray he's, he's launched into that horse with uh with golden 60 with greg brown and he's just humming murray yeah. so um good luck are we allowed on course we, what are the rules i'm not sure i'll check my inbox oh. as the pro podcast progresses Hopefully, Perth Racing puts something out shortly so we know exactly what's going on. You got a runner? Yemen. 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 The lass. I like Yemen. We yeah. like Yemen. Uh-huh. Also, I'm not sure if we're on Saturday, but we like Yemen. Plenty more wins in Yemen. Uh, race eight, the Bunbury Cup at Ascot. Furphy. Race course, a Furphy. The Furphy. I tell you what, BJ, I, I've barely <laughs> got a bet I'm looking forward to all day. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This is this is what the whole day is, is coming down to. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm, do you want to do what we did before? I'm big, Kevin. We <laughs> before before we recorded. You can yeah. Well, before we recorded, we uh, Terry was claiming that he had the winner of the Bummery Cup, and I said no, I had the winner of the Bummery Cup. Uh, and so we said count of three: one, two, three. Are we? Are we actually going to say it? Yeah. Oh, okay, go. One, two, three. Oh, God, God, Loki. Yeah, it's all over. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's Red Rover, absolutely. Um, Red Rover, I think. I'm no, pretty excited. Get in the queue. Yeah, I, well, I'm just amazed yeah. by the price. What yeah. am I? What's going on? Like, I, yeah, I'm completely and you, utterly you, 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 flabbergasted. You, you were shorter than me, but I was seven dollars equal. Well, that's equal what she pay, said, yeah. but um, <laughs> I. God. Oh, uh, look, uh, I was $4.50. Um, yeah, I was $4.50. Like, that's a win. That's a win price. Bullish. Way. Um, well, look, the, where do I want to start? I, I've got a lot to say here because I don't usually have much to say. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, just laughing at my jokes. That's really good stuff. Can we get one of those fake crowd noises <laughs> like they do in like Seinfeld and stuff? Yeah, Jen Pop. Yeah. Producer Jen. Thanks, pop, Jen. Pop if you could just pop that sound in. Yeah. Yeah. Laugh track. Yeah, yeah. even if it could sound like BJ because then it's obviously real. <laughs> um, but uh, so – most of these are coming from the Detonator. That's going to be the key form reference. That turned into a, a wild race on speed. I, I think Sentimental Queen will be ridden quieter here. Uh, who else went forward in that race, BJ, and, and took them all on? Uh, Bo Camp. Bo Camp. <laughs> Bo Camp. Bo Camp was good, yes, sir. Um, 
So I, I think you'll find this is going to be far less of a mess out in front. Cockney Crew will lead the King and the Breeze. I think they'll be happy up to the 2,100 metres. Taking a sit in third, fourth, fifth, sixth with Sentimental Queen just somewhere off them. Um, so it's a different race shape that'll work against horses like Platoon, who's got the bars on, um, goes up big in the weights. Uh, like it, and 2,100 metres is probably as far as Platoon wants to go. Um, Nerf Bosque. Nerf Bosque has just got a lot against it to be $11 uh, in, in the market. True Attraction 550, I, I just think this isn't True Attraction's map. This isn't True Attraction's race in any sense. And I think True Attraction 2,100 isn't necessarily going to be True Attraction's best journey. Paddy Shadow's a big, um, horrible at the weights. I think it's up two and a half. Yeah. And the big horse that's in it, anyway, still going through every single other runner, the big horse in at the weights is, is Utgard Loki. Yeah. Um, it goes from set weights and penalties carrying 57 and a half down to the 54 while a horse like Platoon goes from 56 and a half up to 59. That's that a six kilo and swing. And bars. And the bars. And then, yeah, it, it, every horse basically uh, has a strong negative weight swing um, on Utgard Loki. I, I think the leaders back in the 1-1 one, one are going to be um, – I hate saying Utgard. It's a hard word to keep mm. saying. It's going to be Loki and um, and Maricino. I really think – I think Maricino can definitely win Yeah, big well. danger. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be on the back of Cockney Crew and then uh, Loki on the back – of uh, the King. I thought the King went super the other day as well. Box, um, box suited the other day though, didn't it? Yeah, but I yeah. thought that wasn't the place to be yeah. because it was all off speed wide coming at him for it to push through the gap kicker. For a horse, it's meant to be a grinder on speed. I thought that was pretty good. Yep. Um, but I'm expecting this race to suit um, a horse that is closer to the speed and able to be put into the race. A bit like Constant Dreaming was a week ago. And um, I hope this little run with Lucy Warwick can continue because I, I just think she can pop. How good was it? Did you watch the run of it go Loki last time? Yeah, it was absolutely. It was bolting. It's final know. 50. I thought it hit the line. I thought it was going better than Paddy Shadow who it meets six kilos and, better and, and the map's better than Who that. did it beat last the start before? And the start, oh, we're not talking about that, BJ. The big thing is you go, well, hang on, Utgard Lockie's been around for a while. It's had a lot of chances. Why now? Well, this is the first time Adam Durant's had it for a full prep and been able to get the horse right. Yeah, and so if you go back through his form, it's really good. Yeah, and you know what they tried to do when it was in the Warwick Yard? Every time I went to a staying trip or a country cup, yeah. they tried to lead. Yeah. I don't think that's the go. Mm. Just with a little bit of cover moving into it. Like I, yeah, I'm really confident this will, will – You can tell, very, you can tell very his horse is in the zone because he was uh, – he, he was – as much as Platoon was unlucky yep. in the detonator, Ugar Loki was didn't get a real good crack at him either. Hundred so. percent, and it was just travelling. Yeah, just travelling. Um, yeah, I, I just I love this setup. Weight map uh, form jockey Lucy rides stayers tremendously as well. Um, yeah, I, I think she'll be looking to use the constant dreaming blueprint, put the horse into the race pre bend. Mm -hmm. I'm really confident this will win. Um, yeah, I, I would have backed this at six seven dollars let alone 20 to 1. So I don't think the 20 be like constant dreaming. A couple of people messaged me. They took the price, listen to the podcast. Everyone else waited till the morning. Look on Betfair and it was probably 15 bucks. Um, but, yeah, I'm really confident. What price are you? Seven. I like that. I was $7. Utgard, $7. Uh, Maricino, they were my equal favourites. So. Yeah, well, I was four fifty and five eighty Maricino. So it depends how you want to play the race. You could almost chop Maricino. Um yeah, my market looks so much different. I'm third favourite come right back. I guess that's what yeah, I yeah. like it. But yep. what can, else? I can see that. Stafford's lead went up $31 apparently. That's pretty wild. Um, but there's just so many that are under the odds. Bogart at $13, $14. Like, that's that's wrong. That's that's just – I don't think Bogart gets the journey, even if it's good enough. It's coming off a mid-prep sort of trial to get it fit for this. Yeah, lots lots of negatives there. So yeah, It's I, actually a pretty good cup. 
It's a great, it's a it's, great cut. It's a good cut. Especially when you found one, a model at 20 to 1. So yeah, 50, 59 down to 54. You can, people will be making cases for a lot of, I mean, Stafford's went around last week with 63, drops nine kilos up yep. to a, it's going to get back and, you know, what Stafford's Do you know up. my big thing with Stafford? It's just so hard to win races in that manner. Oh, like, no. you're going out the back to that's, that's the bit. I think have, you seen the, have you seen the gates he's drawn? Uh, yeah. And the only time you didn't want him to draw yeah, low, he drew low. In the fifth cup, that's unreal. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, if the race turns out that there there is more speed or, then I'm expecting it turns into a bunch finish. And, yeah, all those horses will come into it. Your platoon's true attractions. Stafford's Lad's probably the one, actually, for me, to be honest, if it turns into that type of mm. bunch. Um, but I'm going to bank on the race not turning into that type of bunch finish. And, um, yeah, I'm – yeah, that's enough. I've said enough about the horse. Woodguard. 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 Let's do it. One, two, three. Woodguard. Yeah. Woodguard. <laughs> Hands in. Okay, one, two, three, go. Woodguard. Oh, dear. All right, I'm not interested in the last. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have a fair deal. I'm going to have, have an old-fashioned old crack at this, I reckon. Uh, all right, BJ, it is time for race nine, also known as a get-out stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S, proudly the Bunbury Brighter Handicap, proudly brought to us by who? Market City Meats, of course. Location? Canyon Markets on Bannister Road. Phone number? Oh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Owner's name? Gonna go track him down on uh, Facebook. They've got a Facebook page, Market City Meets. But that's uh, our man, Timmy Hewitt. Timothy? Timmy and his team, they run the show, the Damn. largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Um, yeah, drop that. The, I think if the shelves and the fridges are bare at uh, your local Coles and Woolies, get down to Market City Meets. He's got heaps of stock, um, especially with uh, the way things are at the moment. Get in there, uh, let him know that you listen to the 1 1 and uh, he'll look after you. Uh, roll out the red carpet there at Market City Meets. So guess what happened last week, Terry? What happened? Sam White happened. Again. Sam White winner. Sam White didn't win it. However, the Sam White rule was he required. Feels, he probably feels like a winner every time. Yeah. The rule gets invoked. So, yeah, there was two contestants, David Knott and Shane Page. Uh, I hope that's your last name, Shane. Uh, they uh, they w- they both had Dom to shoot zero point five five zero lengths. Uh, the official margin was zero point five three, but David not he was first in best dressed, so oh. he got the uh, chocolates. Noddy, he's won before, hasn't he? I think that's his third yeah. time. I've definitely seen Noddy in there a few times. David not uh, very lucky. Just, there's a few people who just keep chalking up the get out stakes. Yeah, we're, very we're, good. we're talking about this leaderboard. We'll get to the leaderboard very by good. episode 150. We'll have a leaderboard. <laughs> you know, by episode 150. Yeah, but yeah, by the time we get this uh, mastermind tournament off the ground, we'll yeah, have the leaderboard yeah. done as well. <laughs> That'll be episode 270 after another 160 <laughs> grudge matches. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. David. Uh, well done, mate. I don't know what your secret is, but you're very good at this caper. Mm. That is your third GOS triumph. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, race nine at Ascot on Sunday. Um, let us know who you think will win. At the 1-1 pod on Twitter and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Two decimal places almost essential, all right? So don't mm. forget the Sam White rule. Uh, first in, best dressed, PJ. All right. Let's see if we can uh, make I don't reckon I'll even watch this. I'll be too busy celebrating the, the win in the previous. I won't even watch this race. <laughs> There's not a lot to see, though. In there, all is, nah, there isn't much here. This is a thin old. I'm disappointed. Brad went up nearly 20 bucks busted was there, Nash. Was there a better option to for the race? Yeah, you should just finish, finish on the cup. 
Should have an eight like last week. This is uh, this is a big. This the meeting just falls off the cliff, doesn't it? Yeah. Post a, a terrific memory cut. What do yeah. we got? What do we got here? Uh, Sixty six plus fourteen hundred, and uh, I've got phone me three eighty five. What did you do? I think I'm similarish. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember to be honest. I was given up by this stage of proceedings. Uh, Four dollar ten equal favorite was Seren- I, Serenity. I, Bay? Serenity base forms like next level. Like its runs have been even better than they they read okay, but. Aesthetically, they've actually been really nice as well. It's been hitting the line. Didn't hit the line as well as the Spruker, but wasn't that far behind. And we're talking about the Spruker being a chance of knocking off clairvoyance. So I, um, yeah, look, I'm Jet's still looking for that first winner. Uh, as he I said, and, and, from, and he could be going for a treble. He could be going for five. <laughs> who knows? Um, Jet the knife. Yeah, the <laughs> Stanley, uh, the Stanley knife. And uh, yeah, but from Barrier Eight, it's a yeah. Where's he gonna? Where's he going to end up? Yeah. I have no idea. So, uh, look, to get in with 57 and a 66 plus, hasn't seen this type of race for a couple of years. Could be, Bay, could be leading up a three-wide line. Serenity potentially Bay. could yeah. be good enough to lead up a three-wide and, and beat them as well. But um, I, I really don't know where I want to go here. There's a reasonable amount of speed. I, I was hoping Buster Bash was completely yeah. missed. Yeah. Uh, might be a wet tracker, but I like Holly Watson going on this type of horse to jump run. But it's not in. It's no certainty to find the fence. Scooter's Machine and Harry Thomas drawn underneath. They're both horses who like to dominate where possible. So, um, and as I said, Buster Bash might be a better swimmer. Uh, but look, I'm finding it difficult. I can't back down force because I can't back down force. I don't have much self-respect, but I've just got just enough not to back down force after a win at five bucks. <laughs> Bragwell's two from 100. I don't yeah. know if I want to. Bragwell's super last start, nearly knocked off River Rubicon, who mm. we've got both knocking off a couple of good ones earlier in the day. So um, Bragwell does make sense in that sense. Phone Me won the slowest run race of all time, and you think that's more impressive coming from the back, but maybe it was suited with that style of it race. Was, it was in the perfect position. And it beat Chief that. Archer and, and, and my mate Peppy Jack, who are, you know, they're – they're pretty battlers. So it's look, I, I think Foamy's got to be right up there in the market, but I don't 350 is not gonna not gonna grab me too excitedly. I don't know. Looking for a blowout, one for your quaddies, uh, is tip has spoken. Yeah. Always improved second up big time. Clint goes on for Alan Kennedy, who hadn't been riding much. So um and big big t- Tiff sort of had to dart through inside. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's Tiff's go. No. So the the one one's on offer here if Clint can kick uh her out. Him, him out, him. him. I shouldn't see Tiff in the name. Yeah. Uh what him are, what are they doing? out and uh, land in the one one and sort of roll into a pre band. I think Tiff has spoken can get a bit of shake, but look, if I'm talking about Tiff has spoken beating a horse like Serenity Bay, I don't know. I don't know, PJ. Mm. Just just celebrate you go lucky win. Yeah, that's my plan. Q yeah. in the rat? Yeah, Q in the rat, yeah. <laughs> this is probably about once Uka Loki runs last, this is probably my biggest bet of the day because I'll be angry. I'll be sucking. What did I say I was going to tip? What are we What are we going in on here? Um, yeah. Uh, Serenity I, Bay. I don't know. I'm going to go with the knife. I, I've given him a knife. I'm going to finish with the knife. Let's, let's lift him. Yeah. I've got him 410. He's 650, so it probably should be a bet, but yeah. I'm I'm not going to have anything on at this stage of proceedings. Yeah, I think you touched on yeah all the major talking points from this race. Buster Bash is a progressive enough sort of horse. Goes from carrying, going around with 59 first up to 53 on Saturday with that run under his belt. Uh, Holly Watson on from a good draw. Um, Bragwell, you're right, it's won two races. Tries hard but just lacks that real just knockout blow. And then you're trying to make trying to make downforce win two in a row from last. Change so, of jockey. Change of jockey. So, yeah, there's a – there's there's a lot of queries in this last race. There's, there's not a lot of clarity. So the class runner, of course, is Serenity Bay. But Phone Me has always promised and 
Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder whether Michael Lane, with the stable sort of ticking along nicely, whether he's got his a real handle on phone me now and uh, he can – because he probably should have won two starts ago against – Actually, probably a bit unlucky not to have won all three runs as prep, to be honest. So uh, he might have phoned me in the zone. If he is, he can be three wide line peeling and go crunch Chris Parnham yeah. style. Yeah. Might even end up on the back of Serenity. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it, it, everything does point to phone me yeah. to some degree, but just don't know if that's where I need to be at, taking $3.50. No, too, I'm too busy this celebrating the I'm $4.10 phone me. I'm $4.50 at God Lake. So <laughs> <laughs> one's $3.50, one's $20. One, so, all yeah. right. Cool. Sweet. All right. Well, we'll uh, take a break. And we'll be back with um, what are we going to break with? Maddie's? Uh, Maddie's. Well, last week, anyone that did the Maddie double would have got the chockies. Chew from chew. Two from two, yeah. yeah. Penny and constant. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Let's see if we can repeat the dose. We're back in a sec. All right, punters, we are back with our Betfair best betting propositions of Bunbury Cup Day. Guru, what are you thinking? Uh, my Betfair best Proposition, betting proposition of the day. Jeez, words are good today, aren't they? Uh, race eight, number 14, Utgard Lucky. Mm. That's my best. Oh. <laughs> What's that? I love her reaction. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Terry. No, no, I'm, I was going to make that my Maddie, but I'll, I'll zag now. Um, actually, I'm going to go something a bit different with my Betfair best. A couple of the ones that I really, really like are sort of super short. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking that this is the race for Native Times. Oh, race three, the fifteen hundred meter. I love race. that. Yeah, I love a yeah. I love having a crack at your best at a bit of a price. Yeah, I think this is the way to go. I Outside of Sea Wave. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I sort of picked up on what you you did as well. Just the the toughness that Native mm-hmm. Times. Charm showed at the end of 1200 the other day. Uh, really like the Page Kenny and the Takahide Akanushi combination. And I think they can guide and team out with Holly, of course. Going super. I don't think it's been unplaced for Holly either. Yeah. So I think, no, I think that's obviously there's a few shorties that we everyone likes, but Native Charms, that's my bet fair best. I like it. Uh, we'll do our lays second. Hey, we'll mix it up. What's yeah. your lay of the day? I didn't, I didn't have one. I didn't yeah, have I really, one. I'm just going to lay race one for the sake of it. I got. You pushed into laying. I didn't do one. I don't think we did a lay no, last week. And I got, I had to do one for Betfair. I didn't really want to lay anything, but I laid try for us. It ended a long run of lays bloody They bullied you into it. Oh, I was a bit. I didn't have anything in the market that I could lay, and it was at the time three bucks. So you were going to lay Grace. Yeah, Arcadia Grace at three seventy. I'm I'm closer to seven eight dollars. So I'll lay Race one number five Arcadia Grace. All right. Well, if you're going to do roll with one as well, and I'm going to lay. Another Cerise and White, I'm going to lay Real Danger. Oof. Yeah, in the 1,200. Oof, oof. You think Yemen will just be too strong? Yemen just wins. All right, this is the part. This is what everyone's looking forward to. This is the the highlight. We went, back, we went two from two. Yeah, I think we found, we found a few Maddies lately. Oh, we found, yeah, I know. This is, well, I, I was saying today, Central. the yeah. only winners I can find at the moment, and this does sound like a trump, but it's actually meant to be the opposite, is, is long price winners. <laughs> like, seriously, I, uh, I, I can't get a favourite up um, to save me life on a Saturday at the minute. It's, I know what uh, you it's mean. incredible. I know what you mean. It's yeah. incredible. My Maddie, not quite Maddie odds at the moment, but I'm expecting it to start Maddie odds. Oh, God, it was my Maddie, but he's really the best. Um, Dead and Pat. In race six, I reckon we're going to that get- That will start, Maddie. I reckon it'll be $21 plus on the Betfair Exchange and Denim Pack, my Maddie. I like it. Uh, my Maddie, race eight, uh, number 14, uh, Utgard Lucky. 
<laughs> I'm not joking either. I, I just don't have any interest in the rest of the card, really, to be yeah. honest with you. It's, nothing, uh, in the, like, nothing in the last? Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is the last we, race. We, isn't, we, isn't that the last race? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, uh, it's, mate, look, I better, better perform now. Yeah. Better Jeez, perform. I actually came into this thing and just don't carry on too much, Terry. <laughs> like, don't be too much of a painter. <laughs> yes, you like when you're pretty keen at a price. I think the tail's up. Sometimes you have a bit of an overreaction when you do find <laughs> Like last week, we found constant at a price and you, your tail's up and you, yeah, you just think anything you touch turns to gold. So, anyway, this will win. Uh, BJ, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm, um, yeah, no, looking forward to, to Bunbury Cup. They were still trying to find out at the time of recording that we've been told that uh, patrons can't be on course at Pinjarra Racecourse today. So Nothing in my inbox from Raw or Perth Racing about Saturday. No. So I was saying before, I follow um, Amy Evans on the on the tweet, on the Twitter, and um, usually Amy's the, the best one that I find at getting updates about that type of stuff. So I'll probably pay attention to what she has to say and see if we're allowed to go. To the races on Saturday, I'll probably want to pop out and see Yemen. I presume she wants to pop out and see Clairvoyance. Yeah, I don't blame. Two great mares again. I'm just one trying. Philly, one mare. I'm just trying to find something from the. I've looked at the Joe Rooney feed. There's nothing there just yeah. yet, Terry. So we can't. I don't think they know. Yeah, they're that's probably the thing. trying to work it all yeah. out. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Um, but yeah, well, good luck with Yemen. Yeah, thank you, BJ. Big weekend. Good luck with Utgard. Punting, isn't it? Yeah, Bit it's up. big. Bit happening. So, um, thank you to Chris and Jordan for competing in the Mastermind. And once again, uh, a call to arms for those that are interested in having a crack. We've got two jockeys locked in, in Chris and Jordan. We had two more jocks, four trainers. We've had some good suggestions thrown out by Chris and Jordan uh, earlier. So, we'll, we'll try and get in touch with them and, and see if uh, they want to be part of it. But um, Thanks to Greg Brown as well for uh, yes. uh, chatting. And congratulations to the, the whole dream. team. Yep. Yeah, Golden 60. Golden 60. They won the own the dream but stopped the, the champion himself over <laughs> in, in the 10. So uh, well, at least they got the prize. That's all that matters. But yep. uh, we should be having a, uh, a guest on next week as well. We we're going to have Pete Anthony on today, actually, but um, he's flying back to Melbourne for uh, a period of time, I think, for the carnival. Oh, very over good. Over there at the moment. So uh, Shout out to Pistol, Pete. Yeah, to Pistol. So we'll have Pistol on again soon, BJ. But until next week on the 1-1. One, one. <laughs>